can be suiting up. So I got my boat tie on, yeah. I could be chilling now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Wow, wow. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. I could be suiting up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. I could be suiting up. So I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chilling up. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties. Dad hats and bow ties. Yo, what up, cruel world? It's the kid XAB, and this is another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Tizzies. Yo, what's good, y'all? She man, distinguished. Welcome back to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. Mission Impossible. This nigga trying to get us in beefs, and I don't even know, like, this nigga was just talking shit on live and shit. I be real about it. Stop paying for your clicks on SoundCloud. We know who you are. God we damn. We know who you are. Son. Your last name rhymes with newest. What's up? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. What's up? So don't don't come on my page with the dumb shit, my nigga. Cause I don't know who he talking about, what he talking about. We we know. Uh so <laughs> we, know. we got a very small amount of topics to talk about, but all these topics are very hard to dissect and digest. So it's gonna be a lot of shit. Someone just texted me. I forgot it was Thursday. All right, well, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> don't forget, log in. I was about uh chat your air. Oh, oh. Hey. I'm, 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 I'm. Hey, yo. Mm, hey, <laughs> she about to put some A in your... Whoa there. <laughs> hey. Whoa there. Whoa there. All right. Um, Giddy up. <laughs> yeah, but um, but there's a lot of shit to dissect. Um, But let's start with the old man moment. What you got, bro? Bro, I, I really, like, I'm, I'm thinking about this, and I'm just like, yo, do dudes really go in the bathroom? And before they, like, pee, do they ever stop and say, yo, I should wash my hands? You got grown before they pee? Right. You got grown men walking in the bathroom from wherever they walking to and they touching their penis with their hands peeing. Now I don't really give a fuck, but if I'm outside the whole entire time and I walk into a place now to use the bathroom, before I touch my penis that my hands haven't touched for a, a long amount of time, I'm gonna wash my hands first, then touch my penis. Wouldn't that make sense? Now if you touch somebody, gave a nigga dap or some shit, and then you go in the bathroom and touch your penis. You may be fucking up your penis. What's your thoughts on washing your hands? I don't know how this is an all-man moment, nigga. It's an all-man moment because that shit annoys me. You got niggas walking in the bathroom, not washing their hands, but they peeing, and then niggas is leaving the bathroom, not washing their hands. The afterwards is... is. I mean, I get what you're coming on with the before, but... but... Bro, I just gave you dap, right? I don't know what was on your hands. You could have been touching something that was dirty. I'm going to go in the bathroom now. Not wash my hands. I'm touching my penis now that I just gave you that with. You could have had some bacteria on it, and, and now my shit fucked up. I mean, it's kind of the same. Some shorty told me she that niggas better wipe the head of the penis after they pee too, not that's shake it true. out. Because because sometimes you know when you're taking a shit for the nigga that's well endowed, you you sitting in the toilet and the penis <laughs> is hitting like the rim. All <laughs> right, right. So the shit is like when you flush it, the water splashes up, and it's like it wiggles a little bit. Like you know what I'm talking about? I mean, <laughs> right, right, right. Like what? What? I mean, 
I'm still trying to figure out how that how we got from peeing. Yeah, just some, the, the dick in touch of the water. Right. Dick touching touch waters. Right. I don't know what happened. Right. Why are we talking about dicks? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was doing I don't know. Pussy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we can talk about dicks and pussy. Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to give you guys an actual all man moment. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Fact. That was an all man moment for me. Um, <laughs> I guess niggas wash your hands before and after for distinguished sake. <laughs> right. All right. You right. know what I mean? He's clearly invested in what you do with your penis. Facts. Okay. <laughs> I can tell you for a fact, nigga, like maybe 90% of niggas don't do that. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. I'm definitely not washing beforehand, but I get your point. I get your I get your point. It makes sense. But I'm not one of them PRL niggas that just carries PRL around. (laughs) I definitely my God, just dap somebody, got a PRL. But I get your point. But I mean, you know what I mean? You make a good point. Thank you. Uh, my old man moment. So, other day, I'm driving, and I really hate this shit overall. Like, I hate when niggas do this shit because it's just mad fucking annoying. But I'm driving and stopped at a red light. And this nigga is in the middle of the street, and he going car to car asking for money. Now, number one, I hate that shit because I honestly, every time, I feel like a nigga is going to zone me and pull out a gun. <laughs> Like that that's some real shit. So I'll be feeling like I gotta grab for the hammer. So I'm looking, so he come, and as he gets closer, I'm realizing the nigga got an MCM bag on, the nigga got on fresh Tim's and a fresh coat talking about yo. Yeah. Talking about yo, you can spare some change. No, nigga, I cannot spare no change, nigga. You got shit more expensive than my car note on right now. Get the fuck out of here, bro the fuck so that was my all man moment number one then today i thought i was gonna get kidnapped because um some middle eastern niggas came up to me i was going to get lunch um and they they pulled up and he was like hey he wasn't talking english that well and so i'm trying to figure out what the nigga saying but i'm not trying to get too close because i feel like yo it was a black suv and he rolled down the window he's like hey um you know, I have on a 24-karat gold ring, takes the ring off. He was like, I give it to you if you give me gas money. And I said, get the fuck out of here, nigga. Like, first, we in the hood, nigga. I know about the organ harvesting. Get he, the thought, f- he thought you was going to get my out. dick, right. nigga. Like, you, you think you're going to grab me up, throw me in this car, and take my fucking left kidney? Get out. Get <laughs> the fuck out of here, nigga. <laughs> Suck my entire day. I was like, oh, nah. Get the fuck out of here. So wow. he drove off, and I was like, damn, that's twice in one week. I think I almost died. Twice in one week. I don't know what's going on with you in your life right now, bro. But I don't need, know either. You need to continue the way your ancestors. Scamming, that's, right. That shit that's definitely scamming. some scamming shit. Yeah, that's yeah. some soup. So let's talk right. about the scammer culture. Bruh, bruh, I don't. First of all, y'all scammers, y'all trying to fuck my situation up with my slams. I, I had a random person hit me up uh, literally yesterday to ask me questions about my slam and its authenticity. In my most T.I. voice right now, um, the legitimacy of my contract and my doolings in my dwellings. Um, they asking me like, oh, we just want to make sure you're not a robot. We want to make sure that your slams is official. I'm like, I get it. But then I keep thinking maybe like like scammers in general fucked my shit up because they do so many showcases where they say, yeah, we about to do our shit at the uh, uh, Palmenade. It's going down July 21st. It's going to be hot. We're giving away 10 racks. And then niggas don't give away 10 racks. Like, you know, a lot, a lot of people slave and go to these showcases 
sell the tickets, bring their people out, and then they don't get, you know, what they is supposed like what they're supposed to be getting. So uh scammers is definitely fucking up the culture all across the board. We see we see a lot of Facebook statuses about people asking if artists need promoters, if promoters need artists. We ain't gonna call no names. We see what y'all doing. King Petty over here. Yes, yes, yes. King Petty bitch. Um and I think the only thing that's gonna solve the problem I would love to see it. I would love to see artists try to put their own show together and see how many people come out if artists is really about that life. Instead of blaming the scams, yo, my nigga, if you want to really, 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 really take that thought out of your head, yo, you put together the show. You be the producer. You set up the budget. You get the venue. You get the bar guarantee. You handle all of that shit that the promoters and the producers do, and then you do it. I mean, if we're keeping it a buck, that's how it's supposed to go. The artists... It, if it, they can do it. Every artist ain't... You I mean, you know, I'm not saying every artist go out there and do your own show. Don't do that. Don't I do. mean, not everybody has a fan base. And, I mean, that's where you build up. But technically, if we're speaking, you're supposed to... You're not supposed to be doing showcases if you if you really about this artist life. Right. I'm, I'm keeping it a buck. Like, that's, that's a hidden secret of the industry, but you're supposed to... Put your own show on so that you get your money back. How does an artist put their own show together? I was seeing crazy statuses on uh, how you can't just be fresh out the gate, think you could do a show. You can't, because... Uh, you got to do a bunch of shows to be able to build yourself up. Not only build yourself up, but build the anticipation of who you are. My so nigga, it's common sense and mathematics, my <laughs> nigga. Like, it's that simple. It's like, if you can bring 20 heads out minimum, then... You can book a small venue like an Alphabet Lounge or maybe even a Pianos um, if you could get 20 people out their house to come see you. So at that point, why not, you know, put some, invest some money in when you're going to get that money back? Why sell 20 tickets for a promoter who is taking all that money and talking about, well, once you hit 20, then I'll give you 30% or I'll give you 70% of, of what you know, you make after that, because that don't make no type of sense to me, in my opinion. Like, I'm not going to make all this. First of all, most underground artists aren't bringing out more than 20 to 50 people by themselves. Most underground artists is is, is bringing out three people, four people, sometimes five to their shows. This is true. Like, the but, ones that's really, really, really at the bottom, they don't really know how to work a stage yet. They forgetting their lyrics. Don't say, like, those are the niggas we talking about here. Those the niggas just don't. I mean, this is true. <laughs> and, and they might be bringing, like, three, four people, whatever the case right. may be. Um, but, like, they are, I feel like it also depends on how... What your strength of bringing out depends on, I think, the importance of the show to you. I mm-hmm. think if it's your own show, you're going to go super yeah, yeah, hard, yeah, you're gonna go hard to bring out at least 20 people. And so... If you're able to do that consistently, right. then you should be putting on your own shows. It doesn't make sense for you to be doing shows for other people, in my opinion. When do artists stop doing showcases? Like, when when does the artist say, yo, I ain't got to do this shit no more? I mean, it's supply and demand, really. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you get to a point where there's a product. Whatever your product is, is right. making numbers. Right. If your product isn't causing the demand for niggas to come see you or come fuck with that product, then you're kidding yourself if you think that, you know, doing a bunch of, you know, just not fucking with other artists is going to work out. Right. Like, the, the, to me, the whole showcase thing is an up and down thing. Like, mm. doing showcases, depending on what deal you work out, can be a really dope thing, I mm. think, for some people. But then doing showcases, um, 
they you get ripped off. Like, damn, it's a fact. Like damn. you you end up putting in mad footwork for niggas who don't really give a fuck about you at the end of the day, damn. and not trying to see you progress. They just w- wanted to make sure that they met their guarantee, and that's it. That's where you go to the showcase, and there's 30 niggas on the bill. 15 of them are trash. You get five of them that are super fire dope, where you're like, why are you even here? Damn. And then you get the others who, you know, just there for the experience. So so you basically saying that there's promoters out there that's really fucking up artists when they say sell 25 tickets, and they know that artists can't sell it, but how they beat the artists in the head is, yo, just give me the entrance fee. That'll be the equivalent of what the tickets are, and we put you on a bill. You saying that's fucked up? I don't fuck with that. <laughs> Damn. Me personally, Damn. I think maybe for some artists it works for them. You know what I mean? But like, they pay the entrance fee, and they don't bring out no niggas. I don't. I mean, <laughs> nobody, see, that's the thing. Nobody comes. That's where it's an up and down. How is your music affecting people? Because for certain niggas, right. that's disrespectful. <laughs> Don't ask me to pay no fucking money to perform for you. you That's disrespectful. It. Keeping it a hundred. Right. But for other niggas, it is an opportunity for them. Yeah, you're right. Where if they, like I always say, I always say open mics are for like when you're first getting started because you you gotta build up that confidence. Yeah, you definitely do. I feel like showcases kind of give you a test because typically showcases give you a bigger crowd and the the level of talent is a little bit better. But after you get that confidence in yourself, depending on what the showcase is asking of you, I don't think people sh- you you should start doing your own shows. Like, and that's a financial burden for sure. So it's hard to do that. But I think you should link with your niggas and put your own shows on because you're not gonna benefit from doing a showcase again where you're selling tickets for somebody else. You don't see none of that money come in. And now you sit in there like performing with winning. fifteen other niggas. Right. Like I don't think that I don't think that's helpful for for artists. So that's that's me personally. I, yeah. I honestly it is kind of disrespectful when you like. So you want me to pay you five hundred dollars <throat> to perform one for for eight minutes? Right. For Corsette Michelle. Mm. Right. 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 South by Southwest. Right. 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 <laughs> and let's not even talk about the unofficial stages on that. <laughs> Hey, wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Like, between last year and this year, Damn. you know, like, a lot of niggas was going out there feeling like that made them somebody. And I'm not shitting on nobody. But again, I probably am shitting on somebody. I'm shitting on somebody. Mm. I'm shitting on somebody. Like, why, does, why does he do that? Why does he do that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, nigga look like he's about to suck the mic down. <laughs> That's hovering over. Like, like, I'm shitting on you, boy. Okay, I don't know. Your metaphor has been a little, a little pitchy today, bro. <laughs> the second time you lost know, the second time. I'm a little, little confused, my nigga. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> yo. But yeah, like I mean. I don't know. That whole pay-to-play shit gets a little gray. I'm not really with it. Gets a little pitchy. It's not. It's not for me no more. Like there was a time. It was a time. I feel like, it, I feel like it's right if you're up and coming. Sometimes as a platform that's mm. necessary. Absolutely. But once you get to a point where you're like, oh, I can bring out thirty people on my own. Why am I doing that for right, somebody right, else? Right, 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 right. I could bring out thirty. My nigga could bring out twenty. 
That one more nigga could bring another thirty people. And that's you book a small venue. That's pianos right there. Let's yeah. split the let's split the profit after that. Exactly. You know what the problem is too is a lot of people that's trying to do it with their mans, but their mans or their woman, that person that they with, they're not as hungry or passionate. And most of the time, we know this from just past experiences. Artists can't do this if they ain't got money. A lot of these artists is broke, son. Like, they working at Target. They doing BJs at nighttime. Some of them in the strip club shaking their tail. Like, yo, it's hard out here for I mean, it is. And and, and getting a, your own venue and doing that's all rough. that, that's a financial burden. You can't do that like XAB or this thing. You can't do that, bro. Some of these, <laughs> nigga, you, you, some of these venues is, is talking 5Gs. Some of these venues is talking 10 racks. For one night. For one, for, for three hours. <laughs> for th- I'm, I'm speaking facts. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking from calling these niggas right. up and be like, right. you're bugging, my nigga. <laughs> like, There's no way. Like, you're bugging, my nigga. <laughs> hey, you're bugging. There's no way I'm dropping five racks for one night. <laughs> not doing it. I don't... Unless, unless five, five racks, how many people does it hold? 10,000? Think about it. <laughs> right, I'm gonna think right, about right, that. Right, right. I'm gonna think about that one. But can I bring out ten thousand? No, that's, that's another. Nah, I'm not but doing that. Like you said, if you work with your team, like if there's ten people or five people on the squad, everybody put up their money together. You might now we talking something different. Yeah, you might find yourself with five thousand. You might if, if you team up with twenty people, you might find yourself like artists. We gonna give y'all a jewel right now. You know what this jewel is for the next six months. Or the next like four months leading up to the summer, con- like like literally get in a room with your mans, congregate with everybody, talk about how y'all gonna do these shows. If two of y'all's the hottest niggas, then both of y'all put a show together. Everybody put their bread up, and then y'all see how that go. And but then- it, you know what it is also is about being smart because not everybody can be the artist. Everybody, and, yeah, you're and right. so when you put in right. a team together to do a show, you gotta put it together with niggas who don't want to be the artist. You right. can't you can't do a show with ten niggas. Who all want to do thirty minute sets and talk about like yeah we gonna put on a list show you gonna have to have I right, these five artists are going up and these niggas are in charge with taping these niggas are in charge with just promoting the event right. and these niggas are in charge of the door and counting the money at the end of the day like we gonna do this as a team as a family and we just gonna keep it moving like that's the problem a lot of artists don't know anybody else but artists and when they try to do it together. It doesn't really mesh well because nobody want to take a back seat, mm. and that that's what really fucks up a I lot think, of situations. I think a lot of the big issues that a lot of artists aren't being honest with themselves too. Like that's nigga, a fact. You know you can't bring those people. You know up, you so can't don't, bring don't, that. Don't commit to it, my nigga. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you gotta do you know three hundred. I could do that. I could do that. Yeah. Nigga, your last show, you brought 10 niggas out. 10 niggas, son. Max. And that was two weeks ago, nigga. Hey, like, How the fuck you got that? Artists, are you really playing yourselves about thinking that you could pack out venues? Because some of y'all lying. <laughs> All right, we go. Right, <laughs> Back to the show. That's the absolute truth. Like, at Back the end of the show. day, I, 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 said, I, like, shit I episode again. I, I mean, I, I respect the, 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 the willingness to try and have ambition to do right. it, but at the same time, <laughs> It's just like be honest with yourself, man. Nigga, if right. the only people you can pack, if the only people you want to bring out is is cousin Johnson and, and little little Nikki from around the corner, right? You might not want to be thinking you. about being to sell out or do thirty do a two hundred and fifty, right. you know, capacity venue. Right. Like it's not gonna work out right. for you. This might not be for you. It might not. You <laughs> might have to sit back and be like, damn. Now, if you're saying, okay, every time you do a show, all right, this show I got ten out. Next show I bring in twenty out. Set smaller goals until I put it like, you know what? My last show I did 35 people. 
And then it also varies because sometimes the product gets hot before you're ready to perform. Like sometimes you put out a track and it's doing, you know, fifty thousand. Right. You know, off rip, and now you're getting the demand to go out and perform. And you you may not have performed ever yet. And Shout out to everybody saying that they help an artist break records too. That's mm. that's rich. Like I seen a lot of niggas. <laughs> I seen a, especially right. in the New York scene. What's been right. happening is these niggas are not on the scene. I've never seen none of these niggas in no no showcase, <laughs> no open mic, no, no nothing. They just put a hot record together. And that's it. This shit blew up, that's and now it. they demand happened. The demand happened. Now right. they on every radio show. That's a fact. Now they you know getting booked out. Now they asking niggas for, you know, 30K and not showing up. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Yo, we eating over here. Good. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so, God. I just, that's how I see it, bro. Nigga, speaking about eating, shout out to Drizzy Drake. Drake, if you watching, shout out to you, man. Once again, you've cornered the game. You've done an excellent chess move. Three nights is dead. It ain't even three nights in chess, but the niggas is dead. You know what I mean? Shout out to Drake. How do we? I feel. I feel that. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't. Honestly, Drake, don't get mad. I didn't listen to Take Care, like the whole thing. I didn't listen to it, but I do have all the other shits. Uh, 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 Thank Me Now was definitely one of my my best albums from you. Uh, how we feel about? You mean this Thank one? Me Later? Yeah, Thank Me Later. Well, Thank Me Later and then Now's in parentheses. You know, you know what the fuck I'm saying, Drizzy. Um. I like it. Um, I, I listened to the whole thing uh, over the weekend, and uh, I think that shit is lit. Um, I didn't buy it yet. I'm going to make my contribution soon. It's $11 on iTunes. Go support that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's dope. I think um, I think the records that surprised me, though, was definitely the record. We was talking about the record with uh, with Young Thug. I was like, Drake mm. got a record with Young Thug? Yeah. I was not expecting that shit. Never. I wasn't either because shit was last I too. checked, you know, Wayne had beef with Thug. Right, and you know, Drizzy Loyal. Supposedly. Yeah, so I don't know if that beef got cleared up. Right, maybe it did. Or, you know, I don't know what's going on with that. But that that was interesting to me for sure. Right. I definitely enjoyed it. Definitely reminded me of Take Care. Dope. Um, just, the only thing about Drake is I do feel like lyrically, he is not as potent as he was when he first came out. Like, he used to have super bars, like triple entendres, and you'd be like, damn, son. Now it's more like straight talk. And like maybe one or two yeah. double entendres, not even a triple, a double on right. double entendre, and it'd be like, oh, okay, that was kind of dope. Listen, um, Kobe is phasing out, so he, he's phasing out right now. And I, I mean, I think out. it's partly that, and I also think that he got like two more years. Yeah, you know, he's he's looking at it in, from a different perspective. Drake got more than two years; he's in there for at least another. Well, rapping, five. he might have two years. We don't know what else he's gonna do. He got so much. He about to get back into acting. He got so yeah, much more to I mean, conquer. I think he, he has a little bit of time to play around with it. Drake is at a point right now. Yeah, he's 29. Young. Yeah, he young. He's 30. He's 30 oh, oh, okay. So he he's got still a solid young. Five more <clears throat> he got a solid five more to be on top musically. And then I think you'll see him transition. Like, I think he's going to be dipping and dabbing in the acting and stuff again. Right, right. But I think musically, he wants that crown at least for another. I saw, I, I saw my man, uh, DJ Academics. He said the next power move that Drake needs to have. To put him in a line with like a uh, uh, a Fifty Cent and a um, a Ti, when your album drops, it's not only number one, but the movie's number one at the same time. If he does that, cause uh, cause Ti did it with ATL and he dropped the album King, classic album for Ti, and then Fifty Cent did it with um, the Get Rich or Die soundtrack and he dropped uh, Get Rich or Die Trying. I mean, Both I just feel like movies movies are tricky. Like, like movies are much. I think they're. He's gonna have to plan that properly. Movies are trickier to get number one 
unless they're an action like Marvel movie, than music. Like music, you just once you learn what your market is, you drop at a certain time where other artists aren't dropping. But Eminem did it. Well, M is a is you know a different story. Too? Like Drake took too long to re-enter the movie scene. That's true. Like Fifty and all of them, they did it at a younger time in their career, like around the second album, the right? Third album, they they decided to dabble in it and kind of play around with that. Meanwhile, Drake, it's like Drake is so deep, like at the top of hip hop. It's like if you dump in, dump into acting, it's like either he can't downgrade his character. Right? right. If he jump into acting and he plays a funny guy, which Drake likes to do. He likes to go more the funny route than like mm-hmm. he can't do a serious. He can't do a drug dealer role. So I feel like when he it, when he does go back into acting, he might downplay his character because he's gonna have to do a comedy. Yeah, he's gonna have to just do a few cameos. He's gonna have to do a comedy or a, or a drama. A drama. He's not doing a drama yet. Yeah. I don't think. I think he can just do a few cameos for now, man. They, few, Drake need to do a comedy. He needs. I feel like he he, he a funny nigga. But comedy the SNL special. Yeah, but comedies don't go number one. That's why it's more if tricky. If you are uh, Kevin Hart, they're gonna go number one. Kevin Hart yeah, definitely got a few number one movies. Kevin Hart plays him. Kevin Hart always. I don't know if you noticed it, but I, I maybe I'm the only nigga. He's that's type. He's typecast at this it's point. It's not even that. Kevin Hart always has another major actor in the movie with him. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. to help All it, of to help it leverage. Yeah, he had another A list. The, the Ice Cube movies. Ice Cube. Yeah, Will yeah. Barrel, yeah. Uh, Rock. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's never just been a Kevin Hart. This has a stand up series. I've never seen a Kevin Hart movie. And those are always, they're always uh, interbreded movies. They're action and fun comedy. Like, the Will Ferrell shit get hard. I think, but I do think, I think the last movie he dropped went number one. But again, he dropped that in a dead zone. There was nothing else out (laughs) at that time. The the last comedy one he did where it was 40,000, he did a, a stadium. Oh yeah, but that's a oh, yeah. comedy special. That yo, the what now? That yeah. shit was hilarious. Like his, his comedy specials are the only ones that like, he could do by himself. But that's a it's a comedy. Special. And I right. think only one of them went number one. I don't think King Karma was good. Mm. I don't think this what now one did as good as the last one. Like they did around the same thing, 30, 40 million in gross. Yeah. Like he didn't do that that good. Like he didn't do as well as they thought he would have done. But oh. he he still made back. He still made back that money. Right. More. Right. Right. I think he said he doubled up on that joint. If Seven you doubled million. up, that's good. Shit. Yeah, he spent like 12 mil and made back like 15 mil. Okay, that's pretty good. Three mil profit, some shit no, like that. He made 15 mil profit on it. Oh, nice. Very good. Good. I'm just quoting you. But yeah, I think, I don't know. I it, Drake, is, Drake is definitely going to be in the music game for a little bit longer. I think this project definitely brought back that, that soul of Take Care, which I personally was looking for. Nothing was the same. Was kind of watered down that to was me. Um, obviously, if you're reading this, uh, it's too late. That was really watered down to me. Um, but they were never bad projects. Like Drake doesn't do bad projects to me. They just weren't top tier. And Drake, for for what I have said for Drake, like Drake's bar is up here for me compared to a lot of other artists. But what I don't understand is why so much Drake hate. Like, oh, I don't know. And it's crazy because he called it in that interview that he right. did, that that London that interview that yeah. he did. He said, I mean, the DJ, yeah. niggas are going to just hate just because I'm on top. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have a reason to hate me anymore. They just, I don't do anything for them to hate me, so they're just going to hate me because I'm on top. And that's what I kind of feel happened with this project. Like, the project is doing excellent, 
But I do feel like I've seen a lot more negative on on at least my Facebook mm-hmm. than I've seen positive. Right. And a lot of people have nothing. What they're saying has no weight. Does like, it even make sense now? <laughs> it has no weight to me. Like, the, the stuff they're complaining about. Like, I saw one status that was like, oh, Drake should just go um, pop by now. My nigga, Drake has never dropped a fully rap album. I better find your love. That was a pop record, guys. <laughs> that was really pop. That was really pop. Like, from the inception, <laughs> even so far gone, if you listen to the whole 17-track mixtape, nah, I, I listen to the whole thing. The nigga was rapping over rock beats, my nigga, oh, at wow. one point. He never dropped a project that was fully a rap project. So... By now, you should not be expecting Drake to just drop bar right. after bar he's after bar. He's a versatile bar. artist, guy. He likes to I explore. I think he's made that apparent, though. I think that's that's been that's been what he's been saying from Jump Street. Come on, you want to take a stab at that? He said, "Are artists playing themselves, thinking they can pick a venue? Pack a no, it, oh, pack a venue. Yeah. I mean, I think it depends. Honestly, it depends on how realistic you're being with yourself. Like, if if you are known to bring out a good 20 to 30 people minimum, then no, you're not playing yourself. But if you ain't never did that before, and now you're going to a venue that's 250 capacity, talking about, yeah, I'm going to pack this out. Right. Like You might be playing yourself. You ain't, you ain't got to wait for the zoe to zoe you. You zoe yourself, man. You zoe yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you zoe yourself. Facts of life. Oh, he's talking <laughs> to you. Mm. Oh, uh, the status is basically saying... Yes, there are artists that are playing themselves when they think they could pack out venues that they know that they're still like, I was reading a status and I kind of agree with it. Your fan base is not necessarily your family members or your your best friends. Your fan base is literally people that are die hard loyal fans that's going to come out rain, hell, sleet, snow, President Trump getting impeached, President Trump. In office, like the fans is coming. So that status is saying, artists, are you guys playing yourself when you think you could pack a venue and get 30, 40, 50? Yes, you're playing yourself for sure because you don't really know if you have a fan base, if you haven't built yourself to a level where people are constantly reposting your music, people are constantly checking for you to be at shows, you're the headline on most of these mediocre somewhat good showcases that are being produced in New York City or you're opening up for big time artists where you no longer have to pay to open up. Well, I mean, if you're paying, you're not really opening up. Right, so if you got to pay to open up for an established artist, you're not really like... I mean, well, let's be real. Let's really talk about it before we get into Ross's album. But let's really talk about it. Like, I think the problem with hip-hop culture is... I think I said this a while ago, is nobody's really being real with themselves. Right. If you have to pay $500 to open up for Joel Santana, you're not opening up for Joel Santana. You're, not, you're opening up for yourself. They're, they're just scammed you. That's why. <laughs> right, right, right. And yes, Joel's might be there. And, and yes, <laughs> Joel's might perform after you. Right. But you didn't open up. Like, niggas don't do that. I'm, that's not part of the game. You don't pay somebody to open up. Like, I know Casanova said that he's going to go on tour with Chris Brown for free. He's not going to, um, he's not getting paid for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that. totally different. Yeah, that's a different. He's not paying Chris Brown real. to be on that, as well as I'm sure they got some deal where he could sell Casanova merch or whatever the case may be. Either that or it's just like, yo, like, you know, I'm not getting paid up. There's a difference. He might not be getting paid up front for it 
But I'm pretty sure that like he's getting something. I mean, well, there's there's several things that that can happen for him. First of all, Chris Brown is ten times he's a more artist. popular than he is. So just being on that tour is going to boost his relevancy. Crazy. Crazy. Now, spending how much time with Chris, you know, getting maybe some more hit records, because they apparently have a record. They do. We listen to yeah, it. They have a record fine. together. <laughs> um, And then, you know, you chilling with Chris, because that's how he said he even got on tours. He was chilling with Chris, and Chris was like, yo, I'm going to bring you on tour with me. And he didn't believe him, and then he was listening to him make the announcement, and Chris didn't say he was on it at first. He was like, oh, fuck, this nigga's owed me. And then Chris was like, oh, and I'm bringing my boy Casanova. And he was like, oh, shit, I'm really on this shit. So it's like it happened organically and naturally. But, like, he's probably getting so many things just from being on the tour for free. Right. But that's totally different than if he was to have to pay, like, Kanye to be on his tour. <laughs> and, like, niggas not doing that. Damn. At that level, niggas is not doing that. So why should you do it when you're trying to rise up? That's why I don't like calling people like underground artists because there's an underground culture that is not really, I, I don't really consider it what the mainstream artists go through. They probably went through it when they were, when they were coming, coming up. Coming up, right. That come up but is over though. That, that whole underground, like we, we underground this, that, and the third, there's a, there's a culture there and you get stuck in that culture. I think a lot of people get stuck in there and they don't want to move. They don't want to leave that, so... I, I think artists need to really be real with themselves. It's like being in some bad vagina and think the baby gonna come out cute. The baby's not coming out cute. The baby's coming out looking like it was just off type of fucked up. Right after it left the tip of your penis. <laughs> like, this, right this after. Thing, like, thing. wow! Like, oh, God! Oh, fuck! <laughs> this thing is fuck. retarded. Like. <laughs> oh, fuck! But I, th I think a lot of artists are not being real with themselves, though. Like, that. They're that's not. really what it is. They're You're not. telling yourself the record is hot. But you know the record ain't hot. The record is trash. Yo, 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 yo. The record is garbage. It, it's, it's trash. Or it may not be trash. The McDonald's symbol. The nigga putting the trash in the gut. <laughs> your shit trash. It may not even be trash, <laughs> but it just may not be properly prepared. D-Flow didn't do your record. That's why your shit trash. Stop it, going to your It mix. may not. D-Flow didn't do your record. But, you know, and I'm saying that because I've been there. I've been there where I've been like, yo, I know the, I know the potential of the track. Right. And I'm saying to myself, nah, it's ready. Right. But really what I'm telling myself is I know where it potentially could be if it got to that level, but it ain't right. there yet. But right. I'm going to put it out anyway and and be upset when niggas don't really bump with it the way I think they're supposed to bump with it. Right. That's what a lot of artists do. And and that's why they, they get upset and they're like, why my shit ain't moving? Why this trash nigga... Uh, little Yachty, who's really not trash. He's really he, blowing. He actually heard a few bars over there. I was like, interesting. I heard a few bars. I mean, he ain't the greatest rapper, nah, but nah, nah, his nah. music bumped. He wasn't mumbling on the record, though, so I was like, he he, he heard us. He that, wasn't mumbling on the record. The record I heard. I mean, he he's mumbling. trying to get into that pop lane, if yeah. you notice. They're not here. No, he's going to be there, so shout out to him. Yeah, because he's not really a rapper in the first place, so mm -hmm. he's trying to get into that pop lane. Um so, I mean, artists got to be more real with themselves, honestly. Right. A lot of niggas out here telling themselves that they can, <laughs> you know, if they get little Mookie, who got 20 niggas that could come out, and they could get JJ to come out, and they could get their girl to come with right, their friends, right, right. they could get this venue that whole 500. But no, no, no. <laughs> it's not, not, not going to work out, Because bro. little Pookie Bad. got work that day, so right. now he can't right. come. Right, right. Bad. Bad. got to babysit. Right, right. <laughs> like... And, and right. now you stuck there with just you and your girl and mad tight. Like, right. you know what right. I mean? You I could have. Right. You could have, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
Nah, my right, boy said yeah. he's going to come. It rained today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It rained today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, I, son. I like, you know, I, I don't work for sanitation, but uh, I got to fucking clean the shit up. Uh, I, I, I got to pick up the shit now. Uh, ooh, I got shit on my, my titty. All right. <laughs> Plus, at, at the end of the day, followship comes. If you, if you try to put on a show and you see, you look on your Facebook and you're like, damn, I don't really got much people following me like that. You know, like, it comes down to response. Right. If your track don't have the plays for it, my nigga, if you only got 86 plays on your track, you really can't think 300 people are going to gonna come out. out. Like, it's not a reality. Because so like, them 86 might be spread amongst 30 niggas. 30, 86 yeah. might be coming from right. you and your girl playing on recently. Or on every day. Damn. Every day. Damn. Shit. Twice a day. Twice a day. Damn. And that's another thing. Like, <laughs> we got to... We know, we know when we're getting organic love and we know when we're fabricating it for ourselves. Like, we got to be real with ourselves. Like, if you have to play your... Buy your plays <laughs> on SoundCloud, you don't have a real fan base. Or if you got to play your joint every day just to see the number go up. <laughs> I never did that. You not there yet, bro. <laughs> nigga, let's give it a buck. That's horrible. <laughs> if niggas going to be buying plays, my nigga... Let's be, let's use oh, some, shit. Talk to oh, him. Let's damn. just use some common sense here, my nigga. Damn. If you want me buying plays out here, son. You got to delete them fake comments. Definitely delete the fake comments. Don't buy 50,000 plays, my nigga, if you know you can't really generate 50,000 plays. Start off with 1,000 plays. <laughs> Start off with 5,000 plays, maybe. If I can compare your tracks and one of them got 30 and the next, next one, one got 100. 86,000 right. plays, my nigga. I don't know. What I don't know, man. Right. And I'm looking through your comments and I'm saying, this is an awesome piece of work. Fuck out of here, son. So Karma's saying, the fact is, if you paid for it and it happens, then yes, you did open up for that person. No, that is not true. That's not true at all. Um, the game is pay to play. That's not true either um, these days. And that's for everything these days in the game. Uh, you think... Well, I can't read the rest of that either, but that's not true. If you are around a lot of these niggas who just blew... D Flo can read it. Mm. No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to answer what I can read. If you're around the niggas that, that just blew, like we've been around for the last couple of months, that's not how it works. It actually works off of organic relationships. So if they fuck with you, they generally fuck with you, and the product is good, you're not paying for that. You're, you're just moving. People actually just listening to your stuff. So, or they're actually just willing to help you out. So, and this is from conversations and being around certain people. So I'm not just talking out my ass uh, when I say that. And a, a lot of people will concur. A lot of people will say that. So there's not a lot of people doing that pay-to-play stuff, especially if they blowing. If your music is moving, why would you be paying to do any of that? That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have to do that? Why would you have to pay if your stuff is moving on its own? That doesn't make any sense. The whole goal of it is to build organic followership. The whole goal is to have people that genuinely want to fuck with you. If you got to pay to get on a show, then that person is just taking advantage of the fact right. that you want to be there. So they're just taking your money with the hope of you getting... I don't I don't know how designer blew up, and you actually spelled his name wrong. The nigga got two eyes. 
Bobby Schmurder, all right. You spell hit that nigga shit correct. Bobby Schmurder actually blew because I, I actually know the young people who were around him when he blew. Bobby Schmurder actually blew because he went viral. Young and man, I don't know her story, but shout out to Punch. Young and man went young and man has had a good team behind her too, but that still came from a lot of organic or organic foster. Designer. That was actually a fire track. Like, I'm not gonna see her shit on design. The track like, was fire. The track was fire. That shit called wind. Crazy. If you if you follow the tracks from when they first dropped. They actually organically grew. They did, when we heard them on the radio and when they was popping. By the time they got there, it was they were already there was already a buildup. I remember me and X. I, was, I keep telling X's story all the time. I watched Jadena blow up. I literally watched him. Blow I actually up. watched Designer blow up. I was there when he had four thousand followers. Who put money in who hands? I want names. King. Yeah, who the names? I want names, King Karma. Drop the names Drop then. Drop the names, motherfucker. <laughs> Come <laughs> who, on, bro. Who put money? Who put the money up? Because most of the people I talk to didn't the put money. They didn't have no bread. They didn't uh, put money in nobody here. I know niggas personally. I'm not going to fuck my... I know niggas personally that, that know designer, that know me personally. That's not how the story go, bro. It's not how the story go. Shout out to the blood niggas. What up? <laughs> that's, that's all I'm saying right now. Niggas going to start thinking you right, blood, nigga. That's all I'm saying right now. That just, that's all I'm saying right now. It's, you know what I mean? All right, there's nothing else right now. All right, cool. All right, well, Ricky when, Rose, you, when you write, because you, you probably, we you go, probably going. We got you. We go. We going. You probably going ham right now. Drop but. some names, though, King Karma. <laughs> I told you, you the next motherfucking hove. Drop some names. The so, first record was Zombie Walks. Who, who, whose song was that? Designer? No, what are you talking about? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't matter what you had previously, my nigga. We're not talking about his previous songs, because... A lot of niggas got trash songs oh, before the right that song one hit. Right record just puts him in the right place. That's a fact, boy. That's all factual. That's just how it works. Facts of life. You spelled it right this time. Yeah, he spelled it right. <laughs> My nigga. Yo, you got bras in Atlanta. I see you. That shit was 400 plays. Let's listen, man. Yeah, that you're proving the point. A lot of songs that nigga blew up. You put up a lot of shit sometimes and it and it don't go right. Panda came out. Right, right. 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 The chronological timeline is on. All right. All right. Ten comments. That's cool. Yo, we need more people. Uh, three people left. What happened? It's like this nigga karma taking right, over. Right, right. No, I like it. Keep it coming, karma. Well, don't keep it coming, but keep keep writing. Right. I mean, but that's how it happens, regardless. It organically grows. Like, that's just what it is. Or some niggas get lucky and they get a nice team around them and the first record they put out is just bumping hard enough that it can be it can be shared and commented on. That's really how you get it. It's not about paying for play because you can tell when someone paid for it. I'm I'm sure you know when niggas pay for the, for shit. I'm sure I'm 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 sure you know. Like when niggas sure you know. when niggas pay for a song, you know it's paid for. You see the comments. You see what type of comments niggas get. You see the views. You see the shares. The shares don't add up the to the comments. The shares don't add up. They got shitty ass photos. They, 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 they fucking... The uh, shit say shit like nice music. Right, right. You know what I mean? The website look like it's just a web. Like, just putting the right DJ hands with bread. And it went out. Nah. They were selling coke for the bread? Well, what was niggas doing working out right I know, I know DJs who will take your music niggas and they're not asking for bread because that payola stuff, some of y'all believe that that's how it's supposed to go. But if you look up payolas and illegal practice, am I saying people don't do it? I'm not saying that at all. Because scammers do exist. People do do that. Right. I, I've been hit up for that all the time, but that's not how it's supposed to go. Do -do 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 because what's going to happen is they're going to play your shit 
whenever they on once or twice and that's it, and that's it. nobody's getting a, a buzz off of that and, and now they got your eight hundred dollars right gone. now do the math nobody no designer is paying eight hundred dollars every two weeks Facts. for that to add up nobody got that type of bread he, he don't have a job regardless like if he's scamming or not right he ain't got a job like that ain't enough credit cards in the day he could scam to get that <laughs> ain't enough <laughs> That I don't just they don't work like that. But Ross, Ross's album. Yo, Rick Ross, uh, I listened to three tracks. I like it. Um, I was hearing the critics say that this is one of his most uh lyrically infused albums. Like he really is telling a story. And he's telling one of the best hip hop stories ever. I heard that too. I heard every track. I mean, I listened to it. I probably okay. got like eight tracks deep. I didn't okay. li- I didn't hear the end of how it. How, yet. How, how, how many tracks do you got? I got a lot? I think it's it's gotta be. It's minimum fourteen. Damn, it might be more than that. It's like a Sean Puller. I, I feel like it's more than that. Um, but uh, very, very, very much in a storytelling mode. Is it a classic though? Is, is I think it's a classic. Okay, okay. Shout out to Ricky Rose. I definitely think it's a classic. Um, I think it was good. The only problem I have is that Baby is always in everybody else's beef, but when Meek Mill and Wale were beefing. He let them niggas put that shit all over social media. Oh, they have mean, one you word. You mean you mean you mean you, you mean Ross? Yeah, Ross. Yeah, yeah Ross. Okay. Ross. He's always in somebody's beef. Yeah, you're right about that. But when Meek and Wale was beefing, well, I thought I thought you had told me that a nigga said he let Wale and and uh, Meek beef because he said they brothers. They, they brothers, brothers go through things. But why you jumping into baby beef? Yeah, I don't know about baby that. and Wayne beef. I don't know about that. Why you jumped into Common and Drake's beef? Remember. Stay Scheming was Ross's track. Stay Scheming was my shit, boy. That was Ross's track. Why you gonna let Drake put that verse on what your track? What happens when the guards get there acting like the broad? Oh, like, yeah. God. Drake, that record was crazy. And then he jumped into the Meek um, Drake beef. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. And, but now you you mentioning Drake on your tracks, talking about, you know, like how y'all kind of cool again or whatever. So it's like, why jump into these he beefs? He just had an interview and they asked the nigga like, are you Wendy Williams? You said you warned Meek Mill of dating Nicki Minaj. He said, yeah, I told him that. I was like, damn. I mean, to me, that ain't even nothing big. That ain't even that real. I think he lied. Because I would warn my nigga. Right. I told you already, though. Like, yo, my my nigga, like, I don't know. She's not the one. She's not even two, nigga. She's not. I just think he told him, like, yo, at the end of the day, when 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 it comes to industry shit, just know what what it comes with. Right. Like, it's not that simple. Nicki, Nicki's a, a... She's a superstar. I mean, let's keep it a buck. She's worth 10 times as much as you. Yeah, she could buy you if she wanted to, Meek. Not that money is everything, but we're talking about in terms of stars and star power and how they look at, like, you being with this person is definitely bringing your image down. Like, I'm sure a PR agent told her that. Like, all right, you're going to be with this nigga, but your image is going to take a little bit of a hit. Just keeping it a buck. So, like... You gotta know, like, she might leave you for a nigga who is worth ten times what she's worth. Drake uh, yeah. uh, she might. So I don't know. But I enjoyed the album. I thought I well, from what I've heard so far, I'm definitely gonna listen to the whole joint. Um I think he's spitting a lot of truth. Um I think you brought up a good thing though, not to cut you off. Why do you think people do jump in other people's beefs and not their own? Like family, like in turn, like it has nothing to do with mm, that's them. That's an excellent question. But they son. actually jump, like in it, like they'll be gung ho. It's like it's it's like anything. It's like you're in a relationship, and something's going on in your relationship, and you're like taking advice from a nigga that's not really in a relationship, and now he's trying to give you advice, but 
when a nigga is in a situation similar to yours and you try to jump in, it's like, no, 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 I'm I'm cool, I'm cool. It's like, we're taking, like, like honestly, I felt like Rick Ross had no business to even say what he said because Rick Ross fucked up the shit with, uh, what was her name? Uh, Lira Galore? He oh, fucked that true. shit up crazy, boy. Her ass is type real, boy. I don't even remember, but I don't know why he was even dating her because they Because they, they claim that niggas ran a train on her or some shit. Well, like, I mean, they almost like 15 years apart, too. A word? Yeah, this nigga Ross, what, like 38, 39? Yeah. Oh, Ross shit. Was late 30s and not early oh, I didn't know And that. she was like 19 at the time. Damn. Like she's 21, 22 now, they I think. They're all Kelly numbers out here. God good, boy? Yeah, like they, there was definitely a big divide between them so it's like what do you expect right like, she's an instagram model who's in her early early 20s right and you a grown-ass man it's, dog. it's similar to the game that game situation i don't know Yo. that shit that shit look like rape he just oh. just standing them two standing next to each other right. look like rape like he right. just like he just was wilding Flo, why know. you think why, why you think your mans would jump into a situation that he has no business jumping into. Meanwhile, he got a situation right beside his left titty, and he not dealing with it. That's what you and titties do. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm a breast man. Elaborate on what particular situation you're talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking in general. Like, one of your mans has a situation with his homeboy mm. and his other homeboy, and he know that he the reason why they became friends, so he should be the one trying to help them squabble with. But he won't. He'll jump in your shit. Like, yo, you gotta treat your woman right. And it's like, nigga, fix your fix your little niggas arguing over there, bro. They might kill each other. Right. Um, Meanwhile, me and my wife, we gonna be all right, nigga. I think a lot of times, I think from I don't know, I feel like I would settle up my situation between my homies first. But sometimes you gotta let shit kinda play out too. Because at the same time you gotta look at why it got to that point. You feel me? If if you it's like if you two are beefing about it, mm. but the shit you started that shit, so I'm mm. just like, you know, I'm gonna ex teach you a lesson this time around. Because mm. you put yourself in that predicament. Mm. You feel me? Even though all of us are men, so you're gonna be like, not if it's some, no, some meaningless thing that's mm. like neutral to all of us, then I'm gonna be like, all right, y'all, quit the bullshit. Right. We all men, we all homies, we all brothers. Right. But if it's instigated by someone, I'm gonna be like, you know what? Maybe you need to be taught that lesson because you, 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 inst- you put yourself in that predicament. Mm. You feel me? At the end of the day, I, I doubt it would have gotten to no real, real, real nigga shit. But it's music too; it's part of the culture. Right. So as at the end of the day, like when it comes to Rick Ross's situation, Drake and Meek needed to kind of happen. It kind of needed to happen for the culture. Drake needed a reason to prove his point, prove himself, and Meek needed to be taught a lesson. That's a fact. You feel me? So Meek definitely had a hot horse. Now, yeah. That's a respect situation now. It's a little bit differently. So now at the end of the day, Ross is closer to Wayne. And if you see that your, your, your homie's being bullied and being taken advantage of, and you have the weight to kind of pull that around, you might step in. I feel like I'm off and on about it. I feel like, like I said, if, you, if you're going to do that, that's cool. But doing that, and, and I mean, I get your point too, like, like, some people need to be taught a lesson. Some people, it's like, nah, I got to step in. Like, that's a whole nother camp of niggas. And at the end of the day, <laughs> they are they your rivals at the end of the day. At the end of the day, when idols become your rivals. Like, Rick Rose, beautiful title. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. You know, at the end of the day, like, 
Meek, they really, they really your rivals because Meek started that beef. So how you, how you gonna talk on that? Like you should just leave that shit alone and let them niggas figure that shit out. Like that's what everybody else is doing. Even Drake and them not touching that. So if them niggas not touching it, why are you touching it? Drake never touched a Little Wayne and Birdman situation ever. Good. He's not going to. Nicki never did out of respect, and you know that's not your place. That, that Fifty said it the best. Fifty's like, yo, them niggas is family, bro. Like them niggas gonna squabble now. <laughs> Two weeks later, it's gonna be cool. And the nigga and then you asked out. And you asked right. out. Hey, you gonna be looking crazy. Loyalty plays first. So at the end of the day, you let them kind of figure that out. I do believe Ross wanted to have something. To Ross say had about. a personal relationship with Baby. He did we, we, get a personal yeah, we know that. Too. Personal respect, yeah. But for me personally, I would have just kept it behind doors. I would have probably approached Wayne myself and be like, no, bro, if you need me, I got you. Right. Mm. I would have came to the media with it, though. Right, and make and a whole record. Yeah, like, I would have just been like, nah. And he aired out, baby, talking he about aired. fake watches, all that. Yo, when I heard that record, that line, I was like, yo, Rick Rose, you put yourself in a situation, bro. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was in the first verse. Yes. He was like, I, you know, I used to see y'all stunting, da 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 da. Causing shit. And he was like, it hurt my heart when I found the watches watch was, was fake. fake. And then when, when he says fake, you know, like how when I say yo D flow, I'm about to say line, make a drop. The nigga said fake, and then like the fake dropped. Then the beat went back, and I was like, damn, the, he like he exaggerated the fake, like the fake was not even there. He said fake, the beat dropped, the beat went back, and I was like, goddamn, Snicker Ross. So now, fake, yeah, that's what, so I, I that broke my heart, nigga. I don't know what timeline this nigga's talking about. I was watching. I was watching every time I come around. I back. I bling bling. Nigga. I was watching the videos, nigga. We was young. So this, to me and you doing this and this fake, nigga, you got me feeling like that. I was watching fake videos. Well, I don't know if it's around that time or before they. Because that's when got, they had the hot boys. Recently, my nigga, because he didn't know them back then. Now he's saying like watching niggas, you know, do videos and shit, and like buy cars, and then he found out. The watch was fake. Because he, I think he said he was at a meeting and he was with the niggas. I forgot who he's yeah. close to out of that camp. But it's not it's not Baby, per se. It's another one of outside them niggas. Of, outside of Lil Wayne. Yeah, okay. that, that he's close with that. He, he must have told he, he, them. He called a few. He called, he, called, uh, he called Young Turk. He called that because young, young Turk had did time. Um, he, he called, uh, he called uh, another nigga. That's, he called BG, remember? Baby Jizzle. He said Birdman never even visited that nigga. I'm like... BG did some time for them niggas, boy. BG, BG was like the first Little Wayne of that group. That's that hood shit, though. That's that hood shit. BG, yo, BG was murdering shit. So let's switch it up a little bit. Fact. Um, Oh, damn, we really switching it up. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about politics for a little bit. We're going to get a little fucking nitty-gritty with the politics because shit really blowing up, bro. Mm. So I'm going to just break it down because there's a lot of shit going on at one time. Um, so two weeks ago, and we spoke about this a little bit, mm-hmm. Trump accused Obama and Obama officials of having Trump Tower wiretap. Now, he never said why they would want to wiretap him. Mm-hmm. He never gave reasoning for why he believed it. Mm-hmm. Nothing. He just threw it out there. Many people automatically was like, that's false. That's not true. Um, whatever have you. Trump called that they have an investigation. So they investigated it. Unfortunately for Trump, calling that investigation opened the door up for what's going on between him and Russia because technically the intelligence agencies 
would not have brought any of that to light until they finished their investigations because they don't want to cause, you know, mass hysteria and they don't want what's happening now, which is like some people are losing faith in the Oval Office. They're losing faith in government. And they don't know what's cooking. So normally they wait until they're done with their investigations before they actually put that type of information out there. But because he called for this, they had to come forth and say if they were investigating about Russia or not. So as uh, the head of the FBI, Comey could have just said, you know, um, I cannot confirm or deny what we're doing at this time. Right. But for whatever reason... I think he lost faith in fucking with Donald Trump. And he threw out there that the FBI agency actually is investigating Donald Trump Damn. for ties to Russia. Why are you always lying? Ooh, so, like, that was kind of a bit of a sting because, like I said, he didn't have to say that. He could have just said, I cannot confirm or deny it's an ongoing investigation and we don't want to put that out there. But he did. Wow. So, with that being said, um, the head of the Intelligence Committee in Congress felt it necessary to let Trump know yesterday that he was being, well, that a surveillance had happened and members of his, organ his, his campaign and even possibly himself were mentioned in the surveillance. However, the surveillance was not directed towards Trump. So they have something called incidental surveillance where... Let's say uh, the FBI is investigating me and you. Never in your life. <laughs> Never in your life. But we go and we meet Flo, and now Flo is in the room with us, and because they were surveilling us, they pick up Flo. Damn. So they pick up whatever conversation we had with Flo. I ain't got no bill money, my nigga. And now Flo wasn't a target, but now he's he's been picked up in the investigation. That's horrible. So that's what they're saying happened is, is two foreign entities. Tiff? I don't know. You're going to have to race down to your own. They saying two foreign entities met up, <laughs> and when they met up, Bruh. someone in the Trump campaign, possibly Trump, uh, was caught up in whatever, you know. It is this it, it could be. Um, and so, like, that's not to say that anyone's guilty of anything, but that's what they were saying in terms of that. People a part of his campaign have been lying this whole entire time since January 20th, bro. They've really clean. been lying. Clean, son. Clean. Even the black people that work for the administration been lying, bro. But, like, I, like that's the part I don't understand for, like, Everybody lying. like, Trump supporters. Like, it's one thing to really fuck with his policies and think that those policies are going to be best for America. But you got to realize this nigga just straight lies every chance he gets. And how could you fuck with that? Like, if, <laughs> if Hillary had won, because, yes, I voted for Hillary... If Hillary had won, and every single day, and yes, she did have, I would say more so omissions than lies. The media would have killed her. So. If she lied like Trump is doing, she would have been impeached already. She would have been definitely facts. She would have been impeached. And she's a woman, like, niggas, so they probably would have felt like, oh, we really got to make an example out of her. Niggas would have called for her head a long time ago. Like Shorty had emails that didn't even have anything in them, and niggas was talking about lock her up. This nigga is straight blatantly lying. And niggas is, is okay with it? Y'all just cool with that? Uh, that? That's the type of support we as artists need. That's we the type of... Right. Shit. We need that type of support. God damn. Before we go pack out a fucking 40,000 venue like Drake trying to do. Shout damn. out to that nigga. 
These niggas just riding with the nigga to ride with the nigga just because they got to ride with him. Just because, my nigga. Just because. That shit is wild to me, bro. That's mm. bananas. So, bro, you brought up the other day something about polygamy. Mm. Having yeah, a wife bro. and a girlfriend. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> yo, yo, Charlemagne is an ass. I'm listening to the radio, and um, this girl, this girl called up, and he and they asked the question like, "Hey, do you think we'd be able to live in a society where we can fully accept a man being able to have a wife and um, uh, a, a wife and a side piece?" And the girl was like, "Actually, I think so because right now at this current moment." I am bisexual. However, I have a boyfriend and I have a girlfriend. But mm. my boyfriend can't fuck my girlfriend when I'm not there. And my girlfriend really is strictly, uh, uh, just strictly uh, blown. Like, she's just on for JJ. But she'll intertwine with the dick from time to time if I allow my boyfriend to interact with her like that. That's so, fucked up because bitches will never allow a nigga like, to do that wow. on the flip side. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was thinking, like, that would never happen if it was not a that, nigga. Not that I'm for that type of shit, but I'm just saying, like, I think that we are going to that level, though. Like, we're getting there. I don't well, know if we're going to see that in our lifetime. It's going there. My question it's is, um, are we naturally polygamous? Uh, are, as human beings, are we inclined to want to be with more than one person? Uh, I think so, because the way, like, I'm speaking for men. I, I can't speak for, for women. If a dude is with a chick and a dude, quote, unquote, well, not quote-unquote, but the dude ends up cheating or fucking another girl, automatically, in society standards, he's really okay because men are quote-unquote dogs. They do that type of shit anyway, whether or not they're in a committed relationship. But if a woman does it uh, on, like, the, like, spectrum of, like, being the shittiest of shittiest, oh, yeah, she's definitely related to, like, Mary Magdalene. Definitely. Like, she's a whole... Well, no, I'm saying take society out. Yeah, okay. I mean, Our natural instincts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. one day, my nigga, you find at least five chicks that you'd be like, yo, I, I would smash. And then in like, your head, you're already smashing her. In your head, you walk by So do, do we have dating fucked up? Dating? dating? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Da- courting, no. Dating, yeah. No, what I mean is, is, do we have relationships and dating fucked up? If we naturally are attracted and, and find ourselves wanting to be with more than one person, why do we force that standard upon ourselves? It's convenient. How? Because it's convenient. Society needs that to work that way. Why? Why? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's always beneficial to someone else. The only reason... You gotta remember, laws are placed by other men who wanted convenience in a certain situation. Mm -hmm. So the only reason these things became the way they are is because that person found it convenient for them, and that's how they wanted their society ran. So a lot of these things were just taught as we're growing up because it's just... Yeah, but when did being monogamous become more convenient than having as many women as you wanted? It became convenient for whoever whoever it was convenient for. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it could have been like, this man, the king of such and such, only had one wife, and he believed everybody only had to have one wife. Mm Mm-hmm. And that became the law of the land. Like everybody just kind of follow along with it. Mm. Because even if you're in a committed relationship, you still find you still gotta fight yourself not to go outside of that. It's not easy to be like, oh well, you know, you don't find other people attractive. You could be in the most committed relationship, you still wanna find other women attractive or other men attractive. I think I, I think I think I think though, not to 
clown anybody for what I'm about to say, but I know for a fact there's definitely some some men that's in the Mormon society, Mormon religion. They got multiple wives, and they have multiple wives. I know some of them, they have multiple wives to do multiple things. They're not necessarily having sex with all the wives on different occasions. Some of them just has a wife where, you know, you're going to be the wife that makes sure the house is good, and that's the relationship that we have. You're going to be the wife to make sure that our kids go to school and shit like that. Like, they have different duties. But I think, in a way, too, like, having multiple wives is, a, like, an indirect disguise for you to... uh to uh, contain your cheating. Mm. Like, you would cheat, but because there's a system set in place for you to fuck other women, such as being a part of that society or being a part of a society where it's acceptable to have more than one woman or more than one spouse, you're definitely going to buy into that because you want the satisfaction knowing that, yo, I could still have a wife, but have other wives. So I could have a black wife. I could have an Asian wife. I could have a Chinese wife. I'm getting multiple different streams of pussy Without necessarily cheating, because by law, by the land, we all marry. And like I always said, it comes down to what's convenient, because the only reason that law was placed was for that principle. You just joined, nigga? I was always a part of it, but nigga. said just joined. We must have lost reception. Okay. At the end of the day, that law was placed by some king that was like, oh, how convenient would it be if I just had multiple wives? Right. Nobody could judge me because they're all my wives. Mm -hmm. But she can't have multiple husbands. It's always what's convenient to what's going on. The Catholic Church is like you can't get married because that's convenient for them. Well, oh, for for priests. For priests. So, but you telling me a man can't find who he loves or be with them because that's what you consider to be convenient for those old ladies that can't find a woman. So I mean, I don't know like, if it's, it's as simple as that, but I do think that that's that might play a part. Um, it's never that complicated. We all regular niggas, bro. It's never that complicated. Well, no, but the whole priest situation. For for the whole priest situation, I don't know. That has more to do with a, a religious aspect yeah. of devoting yourself solely to Christ. Yeah. So it's never it's never as simple as as that. But I, I do agree because there are certain laws that for sure, um, they came because uh of a convenience. Oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, at that particular time, in that right, particular life, right? I mean, yeah. we have laws on the book now that have nothing to do with how life is now. Yeah, that's a fact. But but they're still in the law, right? It's like cat, like I think it is a law in New York about horse carriages and brick roads I got my or some shit. Right here, hold on. Let's see what's up. No, it's in the new. You got the New York Constitution. It's different. Oh, I don't know. That that's the. United States. Oh one. yeah, this for the entire. Oh wait, the oh we already got one too. Yeah, we oh, every got, every state yeah, has their yeah, own. Oh, okay, I just learned something. All right, I gotta I just get feel me like one. All 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 society, all of the society rules and folklores that we follow, right, are all based on what's convenient for whoever was in charge of that particular moment. We still rec- if I could make up a rule right now about. Some shit that I don't like, and, I, right. and it's enforced. I'm like, and that's it. Well, did I really do it because I was thinking about everyone, or I only really did it because it was convenient for me? And I feel like everyone else had to follow what I was. Doing. Right, like those kings that set those rules up in that particular time, that dynasty, or you know that it's, you know a medieval time. They were like, "Yo, I gotta make some shit that's gonna benefit me for this moment, for as exactly. long as you know my days are long. When I die, it's them niggas yeah, do what they I want." I mean, I agree with that, but I don't. I don't think the dating culture is is based on. Rule solely because it's all, like I said, it's a culture. Yeah. Like right now, there's no, the law says we can't marry more than one, but right. there's nothing about dating multiple people. Yeah, dating. But that comes down to, to like 
That it's all about convenience like, too, and, though. How you looked at by the public? Because that's what's been enforced. It comes down to like the gender situation. It's like you can't date more than one people because oh, you're gonna be look like you're gonna look like a douchebag or you're gonna look like a whore. Or people are gonna per the perception of what people are gonna have mm-hmm. on you because society has placed all these not technically rules, but all these rules. On us that we right have norms like dating, norms, but I dating, but for. dating multiple people, bro, only works if all y'all is under the same roof. Well, can you even <laughs> handle dating multiple people? A I lot of these bro. niggas out here can't handle dating more than one chick. But you're I tried, to date. I tried dating seven chicks one time. That shit didn't work out. Bro. Like, do you even have the financial stability to go out with Keisha on Sunday? I don't have the time. Mm. <laughs> Wendy on Tuesday. You definitely don't. Shit, I don't. Fuck Janissa on 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 what Thursday? And you definitely gotta fuck Brenda tomorrow because she need a baby. Right. right. So <laughs> she need a baby. I mean, I, I think I don't know. It it is really interesting. Can you do it, bro? Can you? Are you about that life? Can you have multiple like date multiple women? Fuck multiple. I women? do that. That's, Damn. Okay. Well, you set. But I I <laughs> I keep that straight up from jump. Right. Like I say it, and I'm I don't. Could you see yourself marrying two people? No, nah, I don't. Okay. I would prefer because what if your wife was with it? It's not that's not for me. Because for oh, me okay. it's not. It's not. Okay. For me, I think monogamy works in the instance of being able to be as vulnerable as possible with one person. You can't be as vul- you can't be that vulnerable with multiple people. What if she gave you a hallway pass? I I wouldn't take it, honestly. <laughs> I'm dead ass. I if I'm marrying a chick because that, of, of of the way I think of marriage, right. I don't need a hallway pass. I don't need none of that. If I if we're dating, I'm going to date multiple people because I feel like when you when you're in the dating phase, you're picking and choosing. But dating doesn't mean smashing multiple people. You don't have to smash them. No, you might not be able to smash. But them. you may get the opportunity to smash it while you dating. You may, get, you may, you may only get the opportunity to get ahead, bro. Nah, <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> girls you dating. <laughs> It's so mm. smashing everybody. Nigga, it's not about smashing everybody. It's something it's... Your dick, you could probably smash. <laughs> that's a fact too. Like... It's not about smashing everybody because it's not. It's not like that's the end all gold. When you're dating, you're <laughs> you're dating to find out who you're interested in the most. Right. Yeah, who you're most compatible with. Sometimes being physical is is you gotta find out how compatible you are with that too. Facts. Um, but it's not about that. Like I. You I think find when, out if you can fit. When you're a little boy, right? When you're a little boy. When you're right. a little boy, you're you're like, yo, how many girls can I fuck? Like, yeah, facts. I I don't care if I'm breaking their heart. I don't give a fuck facts. if if this don't work out. Right. Well, how many girls can I fuck right now? Right. Like, and that's where you get a lot of these girls between the ages of I want to say like 17 and 24 that get real fucked up in the head. There's a about, few girls that I, I I knew that was definitely 12 and they definitely got pregnant. At twelve. Well, I'm not even talking about that, but I'm, I'm talking about And that's where you see all these statuses about oh, they nothing but fuck boys, this, that, and the third, because <laughs> they didn't came across some nigga between eighteen right. and twenty five who was not ready for nothing, right? And was like, yo, I'm just trying to fuck as many bitches as I could possibly I, I fuck. You said that, bro. I think for the first time, I've heard it from that perspective, but that's actually the truth. A lot of these girls out here trying to settle down with niggas that's 21, 22, and niggas is like, yo, I'm just out here trying to live my I'm life. The, but the problem is they're not being upfront about that. Because the they want to tell the, the chick whatever they they can to get that girl to, to do whatever it is, whether it's give them top or whatever. They're just trying to get to that physical destination because we put that as a pedestal as if, 
Like, it's the glory. It's, the, it's like, it's worth money and shit. Niggas literally will pay money for it. Right. So, like, niggas put that as a top priority. But at, in the same breath, they saying whatever just to get with this shorty. And then when shorty gives it up, she feels like shit after because the nigga don't but sometimes, But sometimes dudes got to lie. In order to get the pussy. Some dudes really just No, you never lie. have to lie. They want to lie. No, some dudes really gotta lie. Cause if they if they cause if they keep it a buck, they not getting it. Which, they never gonna get right. Not so gonna you get don't it from, have to lie. They're not you, gonna get it from any chick. You're fiending for the pussy. Like, right, that's they're it. fiending because they never I mean, really had a, it. That's a that's a part of a nigga's trick though, nigga. Like all of us. Some of us are better. Wait, 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 wait. Are we saying that a nigga in this room has never lied to get the pussy? I don't lie to get pussy. I've definitely lied once or twice. Yeah, I told, the world <laughs> I told a lot of lies. I, I don't lie to get pussy, honestly. I, I, def- I lied. I'm just like, at the buns. end of the day, we're all men. And definitely at, at some point, if you're if you're attracted to the opposite sex, you want the pussy, my nigga. We, we, some Facts. of us are better at controlling sure. it. Sure. Why do I got to lie, though? I gotta, I'll gotta. tell you what it is. If you want it. What, what's your shoe size, 15? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. I, Fuck out of here, my nigga. I might wanna, I might wanna swell her head and tell her things that make her feel. How tall are cool. you? In my photos, make it look like I'm five seven. I'm actually five eleven. Mm. <laughs> That's trash to me. Am I gonna sit there? And what's be... the lies? Like, what's a good legitimate lie? Telling the girl she's pretty and she really is. <laughs> I, I can see niggas doing that. that have like... you done that? I've never done that. I don't lie. I've definitely done that. Mm. Yeah, I think you tell you tell you tell girls to tell. I, I just gave them that. Tell them, you just tell them what you feel like they want to hear. A lot of girls, you gotta you know a woman go. You gotta feed them attention. Damn. So a lot of times you might be lying about being as interested as you really are. Facts. You gotta. It's part of a playing a game. Too. Facts. You gotta take her out when you don't want to take her I out. I think that's the problem is playing the game and then niggas get hurt. We all play the game. Most niggas don't get hurt. You kind of play the game to learn though. Most if you don't play don't the game, hurt. you're not gonna learn. I think as a boy, you play the game, sure. Yeah, I mean, girls, girls play the game, too. But yeah, for sure. But that's the problem. That's why these stable relationships aren't happening. Is but because... who's really trying to court at 21? Who's trying to say, y'all... Uh, I mean, there's some niggas. I mean, definitely in the South. The majority that's... of on this, this side of the Western Hemisphere, New York, mm. niggas ain't trying to really court out here, bro. I didn't know nothing about court until I got to, like, fucking college. I mean, I honestly think it depends on the nigga, honestly. I think you need to date, and I think you Yeah, because for sure. We're talking about it now. Then, like, what, like, what really would be an appropriate age for a nigga to not only stop lying to to females about? There's no reason to lie. In the, that's a there's choice. No, there's no age to it, when. Just... When should the nigga say, you know what? I'm I'm thirty something or forty. It's time to stop lying to these chicks. It's time to just really. Niggas My... is only going lie and bullshit around because they haven't right met the right woman to settle. Nah, down nah, time. nah. Let's keep it a buck. Some niggas lie because they know they could get away with it. If you're lying, some niggas know that, that has nothing to manipulate do. the girl's head just enough. That to has nothing to, to do with with age, though. That has to do with a personal choice. If you feel like you have to lie to get pussy, or you feel like you have to lie to keep your your person happy, then that's a personal some choice. Some niggas is forty in a club looking twenty five, saying that they twenty five in a club, bro. That's get on. That's a personal get, choice, get my nigga. Pussy. I know. I know. Get in play, the pussy. I know niggas who are like real player niggas, and at the end of the day, when they meet that right girl, like they just can't bullshit no more. They sell a lot of look at be honest with ourselves. Most of us are looking for a challenge at the same time. If you can get the pussy too easy, you're gonna be like, alright, I might fuck with her. I waited for a bit. long time. By the end of the day, <laughs> if you if you find a girl that's really challenging that pushes all your buttons, 
not on a, not to like say push you in a violent way, but like really stimulates your mind because a lot of it, that's what we want. Like, hey, we'll, Steph, we'll we'll, we'll 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 fuck a chick, but at the same time we're looking for a girl to take us there mentally. So then, if you find a girl that takes you there mentally, you're gonna settle down because you're intrigued by that person. You might smash and be like, all right, that's bet, cool, we we smash, but. Other than that physical realm, what do you have in common? I feel like the, the, uh, the, the mentality of the dude that knows that he could smash the chick too, sometime in our head, if the if the girl is giving it up too fast, automatically we say she's a thot, she's a hoe, I think that that's pop. That's old she's school. not wifey material. I think that's old school thinking. I don't even think that that... I mean, I'm sure it applies for some niggas, but I don't think it applies to dating. In now this, or in back this. in the day? I think it, even old now, school bro. niggas, I mean, by they go by the old school, like dating now, like niggas, I, I honestly don't think when you get physical with someone So the 90 day rule, that's out the window. See, the problem is some- girls do give it up on the first date. Some people, it, it's about a moment though. Like, I, I, that, that's at least my experience. A moment? Nigga, are you Drake? I don't nah, <laughs> it, it is. Like, there's certain times where you with a shorty and it's just like, yo, the vibe is right. Like, and it happens. I don't know. I'm not gonna look at you now and be like, "Oh, you." It's about how you go about it. Like, if if you on some like like this is regular for me, I like whatever. Then I might have a little thought like, "Damn, son." Like, girl might feel like she a hoe, bro. If she's giving it up on the first night. She barely know a nigga. That the, you on that the other hand is like, oh, it's a moment in your head. Nah. And she like, yo. Nah. When I say beat. it's a moment, it's between both people. Like, you'll know. Like, there's times where it's just like, yeah, this is just you trying to smash me and I'm trying to smash you and it's whatever. <laughs> and this is on some pop shit. Like, we both being pops right now. And then there's times where it's like, yo, nah, like. We really genuinely have a moment between that's a good one another. Question to ask, bro. I, mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Be, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I, I take that. That's a 50-50 question for me. <laughs> Reason why I say that is like, I will have a. That's hard a fact. Time. Some people get down and be be together forever after. That's a fact. What you trying to say, Steph? <laughs> you trying to say? <laughs> I, I, I can only take you 50% serious because I'm just gonna be like, what happened when you're down? What if I piss you off? And you go consoling some niggas, and the moment is right for that nigga now. I feel like that's that's an insecurity, bro. That's not an insecurity. That's a that's a reality. It's not because how would why would you assume that the moment she don't fuck like y'all get into an argument, she gotta go fuck somebody? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that moments do happen. And, they do for sure. And you gotta judge a person. You gotta judge it by the book, and also at the same time. But I don't think her fucking you that one time means that. A moment can happen where she's gonna cheat. They don't equate. They're not the same. You smash me on the first night. You don't know me. That's a moment. That's a moment. Yeah, for sure. So you can. But that's a totally different type of moment, though. Like from cheating. Cheating is is more than a moment. It's a moment plus a decision. Like (laughs) cheating is a moment plus a decision, but it also is technically. It can be a moment. It can be a heat of a passion for sure. But like we, we, I think that totally there. bring it in, brothers. I've never cheated, so I haven't. <laughs> I guess I'm the only nigga. I'm the only nigga keeping it real right now. I don't okay. cheat. I don't see the point in cheating. Okay. I'm a married man. So. You're a married man now, nigga. I was talking about your past. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. That's, 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 that's what I was talking about. Fuck. I ain't gonna sit here in front of you. I was a slime ball back in the day. But at the same time, you just have to be honest about your shit, and then I just feel the moments happen. I just can't take you that. It would take me time for me to you to earn my trust for me to take you like really seriously. Like, I right, this chick can be the one, 
But if I smash you on the first night, I'll forever think to my like I will date you. Make this last forever. I just have to wait, get to know you a bit better. I'll probably question it down the road and be like, yo, like what made you really? I mean, that's fine for you to maybe. It can't be a moment, bro, because I've smashed girls like a few days or like closer to a first night of just meeting them, and and they've never hit me back up. They'll dead send me a text. Oh, my like I feel so slutty. I can't believe I and I normally don't let a nigga smash. And then the nigga head is like, you normally let niggas smash in the first night. So you saying this right now to kind of make me feel some type of way, kind of make me not feel, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know the record. And it's like the shorty will not make me feel like, damn, did I do something wrong? But in my mind, I'm like, no, you're the one that's hitting me up trying to be defensive and you don't want to see me because either you really fuck with me, but you just didn't want to give it up right then and there, or you normally give it up, but you don't want me to stop talking to you. That could be it too. It depends on the person. It depends on the. Cause I fucked with. Shout out to Toya. You probably never be watching this, but you stop answering my calls. What happened? (laughs) She 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 had a mission that night, nigga. She probably did. She had a mission. Girls be just as fucked up as us in the head, my nigga. I mean, it's not even fucked up. Sometimes they have the same thought process as as a nigga do. Even worse. Even worse. I want it. I want to get dick down. I've had girls tell me like, "Yo, don't even kiss me. I just want dick." Damn. Okay. Damn. <laughs> like, the zipper is stuck. Say no more. Like, I clearly know what this is. Like, I don't, I, I wouldn't necessarily call that the, the girl that I'm thinking about. I don't think she's a pop. I don't think she does that often. Right. But I think that. In that particular moment, she was like, yo, I vibe with this nigga. I think he's clean. Oh, uh, like, I don't mind getting popping. Like, I think we might, maybe we gotta explain that a little bit clear. Cause a lot of times you go on first dates, but you might have been fucking with that person for a minute. Yeah, like, like I always say, I can't meet somebody in the club. And they push me in the bathroom and just whip my dick out. Like, I'm not, hold up, my nigga. A lot of times you go on first dates with a chick, but you might have known her for maybe three, four months. You've been talking to her, you've been cool. It's just the first time you're actually going on an actual date. Oh, quality guy. You know. You know. (laughs) (laughs) But nah, yeah, definitely. That, that, like, that happens too. Like, yo, this is our first time, like, romantically looking at each other like this, but we've known each other for months. For years. Imagine with a co-worker you've been working this bitch for like three years. And you finally about to smash. And you're like, yo, like you finally actually worked out where you guys are going on a date. She could have probably liked you for probably like a good two years. But That's she but she held it down because she, she because she got promoted and she your supervisor and now you smashing the supervisor. And now you make a prince on an extra. Nah, this nigga's just doing some, some extra, extra shit. shit. A lot of times, uh, as much as we think promotion. about it, she might have been thinking that like, you're unattainable. So she... Could be a, a two way street. You might have been saying, like, yo, this bitch unattainable, so I can't really just run a But 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 that's us being insecure. That's the dude being insecure and the girl feeling like, oh, he out of my league, or uh you feeling like damn she out of my league. It's like, why do we do that too? Like, why do we why, A lot of times she just might that? be saying this stuff like, yo, she probably not feeling me. There's a lot of girls that you look at and be like, I don't know if she really feeling me like that. Like you get the little hints and damn. You just don't know, son. Like, you, you got to question the shit. I what mean, about so, the girls that's fronting, like, man, you know you ain't never going to hit this, and then you actually hit, like, what do we call those first girls? First of all, my nigga, any, ah. girl that tells, any girl that tells you that, my nigga, you can hit. Ah. The mere fact mm. that she told you that, you can definitely To all my ladies. She would not mention it to you. It's a confidence. Guys, don't forget to share the episode. Ladies. Um, <laughs> Woo! <laughs> all right, so I kind of, I want to do this Breakfast Club shit real quick. I want to talk about RM. 
our limb are um cuz that actually proves our point that we were trying to bring the commons attention earlier um and we only got 10% of battery left on this shit so and i also want to oh yeah can you grab that one over there and switch it up um make a last forever diva I want us to, to really get into abusive relationships because both of us have been in emotionally abusive situations. Oh, yeah, I've definitely been. I've been, <laughs> I've been in relationships that almost got physical. Like, I almost ended up being the victim. So I kind of want to talk about that a little bit um, because not too many men talk about abusive relationships. Not too many people talk about abusive relationships in general. So I think that would be kind of dope for us to, like, Go over yeah, for There's a lot of dudes getting herbed and bitch right now about it. Girl, I don't... And <laughs> and and think is... because they a nigga... Right. And she's not putting hands on them, they not being abused, but right. they really getting abused. Like, she not play fighting. She's fucking you up. <laughs> or, or she's not playing with you. She really think you're shit, and she's taking your money. <laughs> <laughs> she don't really fuck with you. Oh, she just wants your money. Right. right? She mm. just wants you in that big mandingo dick. That mm. really does nothing for her. Mm. Facts. So, <laughs> all right. So, Breakfast Club, get well, they're not getting sued per se, but fucking uh, Revolt is getting sued. They are named in the suit. Internal, yeah. So, uh, the, the ex-producers, the people that were some of the producers for Revolt TV are now suing the new producers. Uh, they claim that it was over um, the, uh, well... So, uh, somebody from the Daily News made a report against The Breakfast Club and said how The Breakfast Club is being sued by Revolt TV. Charlemagne the God on The Breakfast Club cleared that up and said, no, the story's false. It's actually uh, internal with Revolt TV. They, uh, the ex-producers are trying to sue the new producers over uh, them trying to ban white listeners. Like, some... Nah, it was... They wanted to... They claimed that... What was happening was Breakfast Club affiliates and, and this, that, and the third were saying things like, you don't understand the culture. Right. Because you're not black. Right. And by that, it sounded like code word for like, oh, if niggas is late, they going to be late. Like, you can't complain about that. Right. And they claimed, they were like, well, we never worked with niggas like that before. And this, that, and the third. Definitely is discrimination. Um, So... My thing is, they kept saying reverse racism. First of all, what the fuck is reverse racism? I don't ra- know what that is, bro. <laughs> I, that ass. Like, I'm just like... Like, what, who coined this term? What is that? And why do people use it? There's no... Like, how that do you, doesn't make how, any sense. How do you sense. reverse racism? Either you're racist or you're not. You're not. You can't reverse that shit. That, it's that simple, <laughs> my nigga. So, like, are you calling them racist or not? Are you saying that they were racist because they told you you didn't understand the culture because you you might not right. understand the culture. And it's not just black culture, it's hip-hop culture. Right, because hip-hop culture is not black culture. Hip-hop culture is hip-hop culture. Right. Right. And some, <laughs> music, music ain't got no color. And <laughs> and fuck? hip-hop artists act a certain type of way. They act a certain way, white or black. Right. Dead so <laughs> you may you may not be used to working with them niggas because like, they got a different type of vibe Lingo around them. Lingo's different, bro. Lingo's definitely different. <laughs> So, I don't know. Um, I just felt like the whole shit is stupid. I don't think they're going to win that that suit, honestly. Um, my second question out of that was, can minorities be racist? Because this tends to come up a lot, too. Like, you mean, like, can, like, a black person be racist against another black person? Or can they be racist against a white person? Or can they be racist against an Asian person? Well, I like, at first, before I answer that, I would say, I guess, before I got into, I guess, knowledge itself, I would say, you know what I mean? Black people definitely need to stop hating on one another. But now that I've come into this light, 
I don't really think a black person can be racist. Mm. Like I, I don't, I don't think like we as uh, black people, melanated people, have like the real mental capacity to literally be like racist or even. Well, I feel like we have the capacity to be prejudiced, but we don't have the like mental capacity to be racist, especially after all the shit that we've endured from people that have uh, enslaved us. And even when we enslaved ourselves, I don't think we could do that. I don't think that's something that we do as like a culture. I think if you look at the the textbook definition of racism, anybody can be racist um, by letter of law. However, in terms of societal means, Mm -hmm. it's hard for any minority race to be racist when there's a superior race in play. Right, because we are not... According to what's going on now, we're definitely not in a position where we are like in a majority situation. Like we losing left and right. Even our own con fucking working against us. I mean, us. hey, I'm, 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 that's a tricky question to be honest because we are the ones who always are saying let's keep our neighborhoods black, only marry a black girl. Right. Like, well, woke niggas are the ones well, who always. Yeah, well, right. well that, that's woke niggas, but a lot of people are still like trying to keep certain things in the black community, which it is like. It's kind of hard. I guess we would look at it as more being like, uh, like I guess, prejudice or like we're trying to be, you know. People don't see it as prejudice because they, they're they doing it with the mindset of, well, if they don't want us, we need to build our own instead of trying to placate and be part of something that doesn't want us to be part of it. So I get the up and down, but then you got some niggas who take it to the extreme and like uh, Dr. Umar Johnson, like Shout that nigga, that nigga goes all the way to left field, right field, center. Like that nigga goes everywhere, and is like, you know, if you date outside your race, then you're a sellout, and you're this, and you're that, and it's like, all right, my nigga, like I get what you're saying, but at the end of the day, like you going a little too ham, like that don't Why even. Why do you think he says that though? Like. I feel like I feel like if he does, I've never actually heard him say that in any of the speeches that speeches that I've seen or physically been to. Because I recently just went to something he did in Mount Vernon. He had a, a a interview a while ago. Okay. Where he he stated he felt that hidden colors. No, no, no. Okay. I don't remember when it was a while. It was like last year. Okay. Um, That's recent. And it might have been on the Breakfast Club, um, or it might have been another interview. No, it wasn't on the Breakfast Club. It was a video. Okay. And he basically said, when you marry outside your race, when you die, your inheritance goes to that wife and oh, that yeah. child. He's definitely said that in person. Who does not have black lineage in them. So okay. you technically take your money from the black community and remove it and put it somewhere else. So that means that you're taking away from black people. That makes sense. Yeah. It does, but it's stupid at the same time. I, I kind of feel mm-hmm. that. I, I kind of feel what he's saying. Depends on what perspective so. are you looking at from. I feel like at the end of the day, if it depends on the person and what that person is doing within their community and how that person will impact that community. <clears throat> so it's just like, if if I'm heavy in my community and I'm doing everything to support my community and I marry a white woman and this I die for whatever reason, she takes all the money and all my, all whatever I'm worth and takes it and go invest it in her in her parents, yeah, yeah, yeah. facts. Know, then they just took money. Yeah, they took the money out. But they're they're not equated. If we're talking about like nobody's marrying somebody, well, most people, unless we're talking about like 
Lex Luthor. Yeah. Nobody's marrying somebody with the idea of like when I die, like they're gonna take my inheritance and move it to another community. I don't I don't know who's thinking like that. I mean, I kind of think like that, bro. I'm, I think when I die, I'm hoping that I leave my money for my son to follow through with whatever. I right for your son, but you're not talking about. No, all he, right. No, he's he's saying that in the same breath with his son if his son marries somebody too. Yeah. Like, right, that's what he's really saying. But you can't control where the money goes. At yeah, but he's also, just hoping, that, bro. That's also like, how you create generational wealth. That's that's why they've been fucking us up in the long run. But generational wealth is different from we're talking about. Now we're talking about race, like. But that is the whole point, though, bro. Yeah, like, bro. That's kind of that, no. They're two different things. They kind of they kind of intertwine. They bro. they may cross paths, but they're two different things. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. You don't think. Hold up, you don't... Generational wealth come from conditioning and following through. Years after year, bro. Right. If you're married, bro... Your generation changes. Bro, if you're married, bro... bro, Like, (laughs) your generation changes. Bro, You may not be the... You're not going to be the same breed of whatever your ancestors were. You also... That's also family lineage. At the end of the day, if I teach my son that he got to follow these traditions, then he's going to teach his son and so forth. Dante is like, heir to the throne, bro. That's, so that's if Deep That's Lo- great, but Dante can't control who he falls in love with at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, but he also going to be like, if he knows that, yo, my dad taught me that if I got to keep this shit a certain way, right. then I, I might love this woman, but I got to stay true to what mm, I feel like I Bro, do. that, we all know that that, when it comes to getting with certain people, we all Family know Family lineages, some people really bro, take that shit to heart, bro. You know what's they crazy? may, but we all know when you, like, if Dante... Messes up, somebody man. Wrote, somebody wrote generational wealth is the same. Yo, Ricky Owens was good, OG. If if Dante <laughs> gets some girl pregnant and she's not Belizean, what happened? If she's not Belizean, then the generation's like, already. She I, could be black. She could be. If she, I'm not. I'm <laughs> like not the generation about, is. I'm not talking about black in general, though. I'm not talking about like like ethnic ethnic ties. But I'm that talking. that could, it could be a Dominican black, like it. The the generation would change, bro, and and if you trace yourself back, you're not this. You may be Belizean now, but someone in your I past may up, not. I see you lurking. But, you know what the issue? The, but I'm just like, if you look back at all the wealthy families, bro, like this is what they've been doing. I just, I, it's funny because I just watched the little. Series. Well, for instance, though, mm. Ivana Trump, she married a Jewish man. Right. Even that's not in their culture. They're Roman Catholic. But is that is that tradition is now totally different. Tradition is totally different, but she made a decision that she's not on the losing side of that. How not? She was she's way more wealthy than his family was. It's not like she got she got a, a boost because she married him. Hey boo. <laughs> from a perspective. I mean, so I just think that when we talk about these things, like there's merit in what he's saying. To some extent, but at the same time, it's it's silly. It, it like that, that's building your community is different from who you fall in love with. You can fall in love with a white woman and still want to build your community. Sidebar: Ain't there a movie? There's definitely a movie that's about to come out right now, and a black dude is was some big uh, prime person in Africa, and he married, yeah, he marries a, he married, a British he married woman. a British girl from the UK, and like the like the countries were trying to tear them apart because I think one of them was saying, "Yo, this is really a lineage, 
and you're doing this with her, that's going to break it. They were saying, like, as being king, yeah, you're bringing it, because I think it was at the height of the apartheid. It was at the height of the apartheid, yeah. So, like, there were societal aspects of it that was fucking with it. But I don't know. I just feel like... I hear you, OG. I, I, I hear you. I, 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 the king, if you're the king of a country, man. Yeah, guys, bro. Hey, keep that shit home, son. Like, keep her home, bro. When you die, she ain't, that's like she gonna stay there and spend right. that money in your country. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. Pack that shit Michelle Obama. Obama but we acting like their child is not half black. Their child won't be half black. Like you don't think well, you don't know where that child is gonna venture into unless that child, unless he really installs the principles. I mean, and she has already accepted the culture. By move, she moved in that movie for per se. Right, she moved to Africa. It's not like they went to you know. They was I mean, definitely not. Europe. He's a king a of where he's at. It's a, it's a hard thing. That nigga to wasn't gonna move. I'm not. I'm. I don't know. You would know the person I think before you marry though. That's true too. Love, love has no boundaries, and that's a factual statement. Love has no type of boundaries. There's no. There's no. You know, like when no, you think of it from a logical like chess move perspective, then yeah, but. That's just not the reality. And it's not the reality, but that's also how you protect, you protect, that's how you protect your legacy, and that's how you pass on generational wealth. I don't think by, by racial standards, I think by knowing, like, this is the game plan, like you said earlier, like, yo, this is the set standards that we want. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you protect the money and the lineage. If you, no matter who you marry, if you marry a white woman, and you like, yo, my game plan at the end of the day is to make sure that my money stays in my community. Community, you either with the shits or not. Then yeah, you can state the rules and then follow it. Through. And if she's like, "Yo, I'm down with that shit," like, where you Same think the money going? Like, the Same money's way. going right here. Then I yeah. Think we live in a culture nowadays. We we keep forgetting like this is 2017, nigga. Like contracts rule the world. You can get married to whoever you want. Like, yo, we Facts. get married. This money staying in the. Family. I can get married to right. an object. Bring up that shit up. Like, gonna stay? Who is money going to? That's just how it goes. Like, we live in a society where we can... That's a good question, though. Are we going into marriages thinking that in the back of our mind it might not work? If so, why are we really signing prenuptials? I mean, I don't know if a prenup necessarily means that, but... Prenups are necessary for certain situations. Certain Like, if I'm making... If I'm making 100 mil Mm -hmm. and I fall in love with a girl who's making 50 thou... Damn, that's a huge difference. I may I may not know why she's marrying me. Like I may she might be doing all the right things at this particular moment. Right. And down the road, I might find out all that shit was just to get happy. So that's not so that wouldn't be considered a piece of insecurity? Like a piece of doubt? I I don't think it's that either. I think a lot of times we are still people. We could be a Blood brothers kill each other, my nigga. At the end of the Cain day, Cain and Abel, they did at it. At the end of the day, I could love you all my might, but situations happen, son. Like you never know how people could change. Like hate. Given hate. the divorce rate, is good to consider. Damn. Mm. And divorce. Mm. I, I don't believe in divorce, my nigga. But even for me, my nigga, like at the end yeah, of the I day, I'm gonna have either. that will set up nice and tight. <laughs> right. I don't care. At the end of the day, we could have the most devastating argument tonight. And hate is as strong as love. Mm. As uh, much as you can love someone, it's even worse you can hate them because you love them. Hi, much. Demi Grace. Oh, God. Fuck. So, oh God. at the end of the day, you got to just be uh, funky with it and just prenuptials is, is necessary for certain situations. Like, that, I would definitely do a prenup for. It's just a matter of... I think, I think you have to at that point because it's like you don't... It's not that you may not know that person, but... <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Some people in general are really, really good at at cannot like I've I've dealt with a shorty and like she exposed herself the other day and I was just like, but I knew this. Now you just exposed your shit though, and it's like you really try to like weasel your way to get money and stuff like that. Did you fuck again for good measure? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, nah. damn. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying I can't fuck again. Oh, your love not. is like a river. But now I just, I kind of feel like, you're an idiot. I kind of feel like, like now if I want to deal with you, I'm dealing with you on a pop level. Like, yo, what's up? Fix it. Like, we're going to go to dinner. Right. I'll, I'll, I'll drop you 100 for your nails. Right. And we fucking. Like, that's how I got to treat you, because you told me that's what you want to be treated like. That simple, son. Mm. But I don't I don't prefer to do that. Right, right, right. But I you would, would if you had to. I'm trying to I'm trying to do it the right way. Nah, you're not trying, trying to, to do it the right it way. Classy. And nah. you violating, so nah. now I got to switch it up. Nah, he's trying to keep it messy. Webster the whole bathroom stalls. Fuck All right, so I really want to talk about this real quick. Um, R. Lum R. So you probably don't know who the fuck that is, because nobody knows who that nobody is. Nobody knows. But the nigga has 10 million streams on Spotify. Who the fuck is this nigga? R-Lum-R. Oh, he, he winning is right now. Is this music fire? Is this music fire? The song is not bad. The song that has 10 million views on it. I hear you, Ricky. I love y'all relationship. I hope y'all never get divorced, because goddamn. This might so, come back to haunt you. I, so the, so the, vid- the video <laughs> that I watched basically described the fact that he has 10 million plays, right. but nobody knows who the fuck he is because he hasn't technically blown up. Okay. So what the fuck does it take to blow up? It's not is mm. is not just about putting money Plays in people. Don't matter oh, yeah, no more. Right. Right. That nigga Ugly God. That nigga Ugly God got like eighty six million plays on 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 SoundCloud. Hey mama. Oh That's shit. That's crazy. Hey mama. So what what does it take? Now he's blowing up because Toyota actually decided to pay for his video. And, and he got it. So he basically got endorsed. He got Toyota. endorsed by Toyota. Cause yeah, you guys know what endorsements mean. Okay, we we don't. So I mean, the numbers count to some extent. The numbers bring you the attention. I right, think. bring you the attention. But if you look at him, he's not the most handsome dude. Like I don't think his image was well put together. But until... Toyota, Toyota sees the buying power, aka the buying potential. Like people might invest. Toyota in saw right. If we if it's we a, fix this up. shit up, right, it's a come up. We fix this shit up a little bit. We could get some bread because the song is doing really right. well. We're gonna make money back from putting it into his video because we're gonna sign his contract. You know, we do this. You know, we get the hits, the views. We're gonna get some percentages, and then we're gonna make sure you. Well, open. they have some program called Uncharted. Interesting. So Toyota Uncharted. So it's like Toyota stepping into music now. I guess. Or have they always have they always been into music? A lot of these companies making at the end of the day merchandising is merchandising. Rock Nation helped y'all do this. Please remember that. I mean, and at the end of the day, they get these 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 music um these songs in their videos and right. their yeah, like, that's strong that's commercial true. And stuff. Right, right, that's true. So that's to sell the car, right? To sell the car, you're right. Hey, would it cost them thirty thousand dollars to shoot a commercial? Right. Hey, why not? And that commercial's gonna get gonna get aired, but they gonna have to pay to air the commercial on national TV. How about we spend that same thirty, shoot a video for a song, and people wanna still stream just as much, if not more, and not waste money on advertising. Well, the thing is. Cause it's his video, but the thing is, I don't, I haven't seen the video yet. But who knows if a Toyota's in the video? He don't, he don't even own the rights. Huh. He don't who, own the rights to that either. Who knows if like niggas are are gonna now use his song? And and, and also, you're hitting people on a human level. 
So like niggas who not really fucking with cars might be like, yo, Toyota got a heart. They went and paid for this nigga's video. I want to get a Toyota now. Ooh. Like it's, it's marketing definitely. But what? So what makes a nigga blow? Like, what is what's the formula to blow? Yo, bro, I don't know because I didn't blow yet, so I'm still I'm still living I in my think, mom's crib. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I think the crossover factor is just being commercial. Mm, I think a lot. That's of dudes, a fact. Yeah, I think that's when you blow up. Like a lot of dudes have great play, but they still not at commercial level yet. That's they're true. Not being played every day on the radio. They're not. They're. Stuff isn't being, you know, super saturated. I guess that's the word right there. When they become saturated, that's mm. what you can say they blow up. When it's super out there, like everybody has it. You know, like he may have 10 million plays mm. on Spotify, but I don't even know who he is. Right. Nine, I never heard of this nigga till today. Right. So it's yeah. like, I was listening about the nigga Ugly Guy. Like I was on SoundCloud. I saw this shit. said Ugly. I'm like, who the fuck is Ugly Guy? I clicked on this shit. I saw 86 million plays on a, bit, on a song called Water. I definitely heard that shit too. I'm just like, the fuck? I've never heard of this guy. All of his joints have more than 10 million plays. But he's not commercialized. Right. I don't think, I don't think, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that because I feel like to be commercial really means, and y'all could jump in if you want, I feel like commercial really means having to say something that's. Not not only totally left field, but a piece of that commercial record for most artists, and I'm speaking for most artists that are, are picking the hip-hop rap lane, has to be very derogatory. Has to be a song about killing niggas with a commercial vibe, fucking bitches, commercial vibe, drinking liquor, commercial vibe. I don't agree with it. Cutting up weed. I feel like most niggas are getting on a lot from that aspect. Yeah, but then you got Joey Badass who dropped, that that track that was a very commercial track very had none, commercial track. That none was lit. yeah I mean, nothing to do with the that in there. Is about it too, is that but the majority of artists are blowing up off of negativity. It, it's not it. The lyrical content of it is one thing, but I think those same songs could blow if the lyrics were changed, but the beat and the flows were the same. It's because of the flow. Flow is we're in a big flow generation, so the he flow, right here. <laughs> the flow, the flow is the commercial aspect as long as, as well as the look. Like, okay. uh, uh, I feel like a company has to look at you and be like, "That's the only nigga like that around right now." Mm. If you look like everybody else, or you sound like everybody else, you might do numbers. You might get like ten thousand plays mm. on your joint for sure. But is a label gonna pick you up? Not so much if they could get. Young M.A. who looks exactly like you, and but Young M.A. can bring out a million people while you still can only bring out, like, a thousand. Like Young M.A., just don't be wilding on your fans. I think a lot of times we fail to realize that the reason why commercial records are so big is because of sing-along records. At the end of the day, there's a there's a little math to it, too. Like if a, ja Rule started a whole formula. We, we talked about the other day, like, yo, if, if a four-year-old could sit there and sing your record, it's a commercial record. Oh yeah, that's you a can fact. Bet your ass on that shit. Cause they fall. It's organically gonna grow, it's and that's not to say that money isn't pumped into oh, yeah. some of these Heavy things. Money was always pumped into definitely it. promotion, sponsorships, like all that definitely goes into it. Because what it is though is they work hand in hand, right? Mm-hmm. The the content has to be good enough that when you put that promotion behind it, and someone who's never seen you before looks at it. It they like it catches their opinion because that could very easily then turn into a share. Mm-hmm. 
but if the content is bad, they're gonna look at it and they're like, "What the fuck is this, my nigga?" Right, like, yeah, that's why it's a lot why of failed is, records. That's why there's a lot of failed records. That's what we were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, they could designer could have put a million dollars into that track if it was garbage. It would have gone nowhere. That shit went what? How many times platinum? It went Four ten times, times platinum. It's diamond. One one record went diamond. You don't never have. You don't have to rap no. again. Only four times I in history. Keep telling people, son. Yeah, fifty. I watch. Yeah. I have a four year old, and if that if he hears a song one time and he can sing to it already, I know it's a hit. Wow. Because at the end of the day, if his little mind could perceive that track and sing it. The first time when he he's just it. like playing he's around, playing and he's singing. right? He's just right. Like, <laughs> but us as grown men and women, we have to sit there and pay attention and listen to the lyrics really and all like that. Right? Yeah. Nah, if you hear that track for the first time and after you hear it for that first and it hit, and it hits, That's it's, a, it's a hit record. If they can sing along, if you play any song for anybody, and that that first time you play that record, or by the time they get to the second hook, they singing the hook already, it's a hit record. It's a hit record. It's good. It's good. That's it. That's all you need. Because the commercial that- aspect is, is this packaged enough that niggas already think you are backed by some type of company? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's how niggas organically blow up off of like internet and stuff. And now, there, there are exceptions to the rule. There are niggas that do just dumb shit. And even, even though the dumb shit isn't packaged well... The content is either funny enough, right, or it's right. good enough. Social media making niggas blow up nowadays, right? Shout out to Rennie. I mean, blow yeah, up. right, like Rennie. Rennie's not putting a huge production value behind right. but his, his thing, but fuck. there's a consistency to how his joints look, and the content is funny enough that it's like, yo, this shit's so funny, I gotta share it. Mm-hmm. So the content is still good. It's just not packaged like a whatever, but the content is still high level. You know, and there's still a method to the madness. He's not just waking up and throwing a video out. He's actually thinking these things through. Should I put the camera on me while I look like I'm smashing so that you never see, you know, a leg or whatever? Uh, Or, you know, do I add another girl in the video? That's a thought. It's a thought process there. Sometimes it's funnier without the girl. And for me personally, I always say, like, there's only three types of songs that blow up. Either it's a dance song, that's some that's a dance craze behind it. Mm. Everybody could dance to it. With my nene, my nigga, three year olds. Right. <laughs> Soldier boy took Soldier the dance boy. coach. Soldier boy. Soldier but right. tell him. It's either the, you can dance to it, it's extremely sing along friendly, which means from the three year old to your I got the rave. Yeah. I got the rave. Uh, rave, rave. Woo! You know, 87 year old talking about, rah, 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 with no teeth in their mouth. Hey, Grandpa. <laughs> or, pick up your, the cane fell. Or the, the third factor is just, it's extremely well packaged. All right. Which is what the Beyonce's and them had. I feel like All the Way Up was like that because I didn't like the record. I don't yeah, think that's it was a. just really well packaged. That shit was they, playing everywhere. They boy. played that shit everywhere. It was the song of the, the day. Numbers, the numbers did its, its job with that record. Like, all the way up. Like, the hook is not that sing-alongable to me. It, the single was, that was fire was Cooking. Cooking was It fire. was well packaged. Money Showers was my shit. Yeah, Money Showers is another That's a club banger. That's a sing-along track, for sure. You feel me? Like, all these songs are songs that you can sing along to. Either that is just really well packaged. It's just put the right way. It's good enough that it, it's not all the way sing-along, but it's good enough that it's well packaged you can get there. Right. Which is a lot of what's going on in the industry nowadays. Right. Right. 
Alright, fuck it. We about to hit that two hour mark. So Damn, son. We not even gonna go we to that. We out here shit. doing La Juice mm. number. Shout out to La Juice for tuning in. La Juice Podcast. Make sure you check them ladies out. We we gonna see y'all soon. We actually That's coming. a fact. We, we gonna head out there. there. Once we get our merch in. Fuck, I'm sinking in I'm going in the sunken place. Fuck. I don't know what this nigga doing. <laughs> um what what the fuck is uh, the tough knot and I'll do my dad hat. Um Jump off. Yo, I, I I don't know because we uh, we talked about a lot of... I didn't know it was going to be this controversial, but we talked about a lot of controversial stuff. The status is I've been right. All of my friends hate me right now. But hey, you know, I, I got to be that guy. You know, we need we need a balance on the show. Um, I would say the tough knot is really... I mean, if you have a story that you don't necessarily feel like dictates your narrative, yo, you should go and make some um edits to that shit. You should really look at what's being said Donald about Trump you. Donald Trump does it. Right, you know, Donald, right. That, 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 like, that's what I'm alluding to. Like, look at your story and be like, you know what, I said this about myself. I'm going to recant that statement. Oh, this person wrote this thing about me. I'm going to validate it. Like, yo, edit your story. And I encourage everybody out there to really and truly... um, If you have a, a story, like I was telling my, my friend earlier today, shout, shout out to Miss Busybody. Yo, write your book, man. Everybody should get a chance in this life. Write a book. Tell us your story. I don't care what you did in the past. If you was that girl and you fuck hundred niggas in the block. Yo, you could change. You could change. Um, I told you, time zone. Yo, time zone. Yo, was, oh, well, yeah. yeah you go yeah, to different yeah. countries. If you go to different time count. zone, your count, count number starts over. Like, I was 21. I definitely had, like, 30 bodies under me when I was 21. Then, you know, I went to Jamaica one day, and I was like, all right, I'm in a different time zone. It's different over here. Now. You ain't had nobody. I have nobody. It was just she different. You ain't had nobody either. She didn't. She was a nigga. Right, right. He don't know the story. He don't know the story. You know what I mean? We got to um, talk about that next time, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, Tom's dude, like, why do niggas want to know how many bodies you had when you started? I don't think that matters, though. That that right. That's not a good conversation to bring up. But we're going to talk about that. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, so the tough knot is continue to make edits to your story because God ain't through with you yet. All right. That's my time. <laughs> Shit, I mean, I'm at a loss, too. Uh, <laughs> I, I really didn't know, nigga. I, I don't know right now. I guess Dad would say... Um, I mean, we talked about moments a lot. So, yeah, Dad would say that you gotta you gotta live in the moment. Um, and I've said something similar to this before. Yeah. But you gotta live in the moment. But make sure that when you're living in the moment, that you're you're enjoying your life. Like, yeah, this is you yeah. talking about dates, right? Enjoy your moment. Hold on, hold on you know slide. what I mean? Like, enjoy your moment. Don't what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your moment. Make sure that. You don't ever have to look back and have some type of regret, um, and just and just have fun. Like, uh, especially when it comes to music, a lot of people put too much thought into. Well, what if I did this? What if I don't do that? that you got to just have fun with the records. That's why I let I like D Flow. He let he let us really be artists. Like well, you really do. You know, shout out to you. Man. You got to just have fun. It wasn't until I started like I people used to say that all the time, but it wasn't until I really. Just had fun with the record. Right. That the record started to to really sound like I I know what I'm doing now. Just don't mumble rap, all right? Mm. Just, nah, I mean if it calls for it, it'll mean, it'll come. I, I, I'm the type of nigga to be like, yo, what what you said just now? <laughs> but I don't I don't mumble rap like that. Don't work. That's that's not my style. Thank you. I I've created my own lane. So I mean that music is coming soon. Look out for it. Right. Um, Facts. but yeah, like enjoy the moment because that's that's. 
really where the joy comes from. If you're making a record and you more worried about, nah, I got to make this club record or I'm going to do this, then I'm going to stack 1800 and give nah. it to the radio. Yo. Radio just going to steal your money. Um, yeah. And you're still going to be tight at the end of the day. Because if the record's not a hit, it's not a hit. If you ain't have fun with it, it's probably not a hit. If a four-year-old ain't having fun with it, it's probably not a hit. Probably not. <laughs> and that's it. This is Dads and Bowties. Peace!